before we start talking. Well, I'm about warming it. up and hitting the heavy bag. You know, okay. just loosening up. Yeah, you're drinking yeah. raw eggs. Raw eggs, punching some beef. Yeah, you're eating some steroids. Yeah, <laughs> talking to the side of my mouth. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them cereals. I'm not stupid, you know. The story is ludicrous. You can imagine where it goes from here. Fixes the cable. My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures. A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories. And I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. So come and spend some time with me and my friends and spend some time in the dark. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. And that's a promise. Okay. Uh, how do we start this again? Right. This is Black Dog Video. Hey, don't don't interrupt. Sorry. Sorry, do it again. It is After Dark here at Black Dog Video. That makes us the Black Dog Video After Dark Podcast, a.k.a. Black Dog AD. <laughs> or just Black Dog Video Podcast. You were so hell-bent on earlier. Black Dog AD. I hated it for five weeks. Yeah. And, that, and now that I now that I'm like, okay, now I think it's a good idea. You don't want to do well, it. Well, I still like, like bringing it in, but... We went out for wings as we always do before we started recording. And you insisted it's just Black Dog Video Podcasting. You finally kind of won me over to that. Idea. I, well, it is I the tech. Okay, so, so to the point. Our listeners, of course, will, I prefer Black Dog. Our, AD, our listeners will know it as the Black Dog Video Podcast because that's what we have on the thumbnail and the write up. But you know, casually, mm-hmm. we call it the Black Dog Video After Dark. Fair or Black enough. Dog AD. Yeah, well, we don't have Black time to say AD. After Dark. Where we, um, we talk all things nostalgic movies. We talk about old movies and see if they hold up. We talk about our personal experiences with movies and how much we love them and hate them. My name is Dylan Reimer. I'm a local comedian here in Vancouver, Canada, and uh, occasional employee of Black Dog Video. And sitting to my right, as always, is... I'm Alex Chisholm, uh, longtime employee of Black Dog Video in the Rio Theater just down the street. And who are Jack you? Jack of some trades there. And master of, of some, none. Jack of some what? Jack of some trades hmm. at the Rio. Right. Sure. <laughs> I program events there. And, and occasionally fall off Work the, the door. and Well, I haven't done the ladder in a And few sometimes years. you bounce Ladder splatter is my one-man show. Right. And we have a third person on the podcast. Yes, I'm Darren Gay, occasional owner of Black Dog Video here on Commercial Drive in uh, dark East Vancouver. Yep. Dark East Vancouver. It seems like an early fall is coming in. Oh, I can't wait. I love fall. Fall is the time of creepy things. So happy to get rid of summer. And that is... Actually, I guess we should pretend that it today is the day that this is going to be broadcast. Yes. It's actually August, but we want to release this one in late September to honor one of my favorite authors, Stephen King. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Gertrude Stein. I, I thought you were going to say Dean Koontz. I, you know what? I also like Dean Koontz. Um, but, but his, his books say. aren't as good and his movies aren't as good as no. Stephen King's. No. Stephen King's birthday is coming up uh, September 21st. He'll be turning 74, and we thought this would be um, a great opportunity. We to, should send uh, this to him. You know what? It'll probably really cheer him up. It, 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 if he hears us say nice things about his movies, mm-hmm. he will think it's all been worthwhile being me. Wow. So you're, happy birthday, Stephen King. Yes. Happy birthday. Um, arguably one of the... Actually, probably the I would say the most. You were saying this, Alex. The most adapted author, writer next to Shakespeare. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't think of anyone else who. I mean, Tom Clancy's up there. He's got a lot yeah, of movies. Not, and, nowhere Michael, near as Michael much. Tim Crichton. Robbins had a bunch too. Or Tom, probably Harold Robbins. Really? Yeah, like the carpet baggers oh, and but, stuff. Yeah, but not like the Stephen King or Shakespeare numbers. Well, a lot of them though. He. Well, maybe not. And the, in the case of Stephen King, qu- uh, yeah. quantity is not necessarily quality. What, no, I, no. what I find so interesting it, about him is, depending on the time of day or the person you're talking to or the movie that you just watched, it can either be really, really great American um, cinema or it can be complete garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so just kicking these things off, I'm thinking maybe for the first half of this, you know, for about half an hour, 40 minutes, we talk about uh, good Stephen King. And then maybe uh, to finish it up, we, t- we talk about yeah. some bad Stephen King, and, just to kick uh, him in the nuts. And, and maybe a little bit of stuff in between, because it's not all black and white. It's not all good or bad. There's some stuff that's okay, yeah. but not great. Sure. But not that bad, but so it's okay. So we're, gonna, we're basically going to be talking about the whole spectrum of, uh, of, of good, bad, and, and, well, and the ugly. And, and the ugly. Um, in between, and so to pre- to prepare for this, I watched two movies in in the last uh, twenty hours. You watched hours. all of Stephen King movies in the last couple. Of days? Well, I I thought that I had seen every Stephen King movie, and then I realized that I'd never seen The Mangler, which we don't have, and oh, and yeah. um, uh, Silver Bullet was one that has somehow escaped me. It's so a werewolf so movie, I, I, I it's a werewolf movie with, with Corey Haim and Gary Busey and Megan Follows, and actually <laughs> a pretty. Good little cast of, uh, of of supporting character actors. Yeah, is Wolf um, Grimley in it? No, but uh, Lawrence Tierney is, and he oh. only has like three lines. Does he get before he gets killed by a werewolf? I, I believe what? everybody gets killed by. a werewolf. I still remember when I saw ads for Silver Bullet back in the day. I was really pumped because I had a crush on Megan Falls. And you remember, if you're Canadian of a certain age, she and yeah. Megan Falls in that era is Canadian television. I remember being so Gables. pumped that she was. Uh, Making a movie, especially Megan Stephen King. Like at the time, all these Stephen King films were coming out, and I generally loved a lot of them, like Christine yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I just remember being really pumped that this Canadian actress that I primarily knew through from the CBC was getting like a big Hollywood break. It and like. then she didn't do much after that. She's actually really good in it. Um, the other movie, just before we move on, so I, I decided to go. Uh, pick a bad one and a good one, and I've never heard a good thing said about uh, about uh, Silver Bullet. The other one I watched is was <laughs> you heard good things about the Mangler? No, I didn't watch the Mangler because we don't have it. Oh, you said the Mangler? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I said like there's only two Stephen King movies ah. that I haven't seen: the Mangler and Silver Bullet. Right. Anyway, you haven't seen Salem's Lot. Either. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the Toby Hooper one. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, I've seen the Rob Lowe one, which is not worth watching. Right. Long story short, I took home a bad Stephen King, which was um, well, you guys keep interrupting <laughs> about your hard on for 14 year old Megan Follows. I don't think I mentioned that. Um, Sorry, I, only I, when I was fourteen. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I had a crush on her too. The other one I watched was The Green Mile, which is considered one of his his best. Mm. So, so I know I, I, I'm already guessing that Darren hates The Green Mile, just because of the just the way it looks yes. and, and the and, way and, it is, and the, and the look of the stain on my face. Yeah, and, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like The Green Mile. Anyway, so it, it was a pretty fair cross section of you know what I think is is great storytelling. Uh, you know, like like American uh, fantasy, sort of borderline. Which horror. what are we talking about here? The Green, green the Green Mile. Did you watch? But that it, today? it shares those qualities. But then when I watched Silver Bullet, it had the same qualities, but it was just such a such an inferior product, yeah. and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Is is it the director? Is it the probably? Because some well, famous famous directors have worked on Stephen King movies. Yeah, well, that's a whole other subject to talk about because you know they had they've uh, basically all the horror directors. 
like especially in the eighties, had to kick at the Stephen King can. Uh, you know, very varying degrees John, of success. John Carpenter, John Carpenter, with, with David Chris, Cronenberg, Christine, David Cronenberg did, did, did uh, Dead did, Zone. Did uh, Romero do one? He did. Yeah, he did the Dark Half, right? He did yeah. Dark Half and, and Creep Show. He, he also Creepshow, did yeah. Creep Show. Yeah, he almost did uh, Pet Cemetery. He had a deal right for a while with Stephen King to direct it, but it ended up. Uh, I can't remember who directed Pet Cemetery, and Ma- I believe Mar- Mary. Um, yeah, female director. She uh, started. She cut her teeth on. A lot of Madonna music videos, right. like award-winning Madonna videos. With Mary, Mary Heron? Is that who? No, no it's not. I don't, I don't think it was Mary Heron. No, I think Mary, it was Harry Maron. No, Wasn't uh, it Harry Maron? I think it was uh, Lam- Lambert, Mary Lambert, I believe, possibly. Mary Mary, quite contrary. Larry Mambert? Yeah, well, you keep saying things. Just keep saying things. Mary uh, <laughs> Mary, Mary Walsh? Sure. No, anyways, but, it doesn't matter. Like, well, it matters Mar- to her. Mary Hart. Matter, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my Mary first Hart, my first experience, I feel like I have to elaborate now because you made it sound so pervy or something. Just I was a <laughs> fan of Megan Follows when I was the same age as Megan Follows. Are we doing a it. Megan Follows uh, podcast? No, but I... Where Megan goes, <laughs> Megan follows, you know? Alex follows so, <laughs> Megan. I... Yeah, I just remember wanting to see the film because I knew her from Canadian television and then... But remember good old pay TV, like First Choice Super Channel back yep. in the day? One Halloween, there was you could vote between five movies to have them shown on Halloween. Over and you over had a choice again. between five. No, you had a choice between five films, and one of them would be played in this prime spot on Halloween. And one of the movies was Silver Bullet. And I remember thinking the, the trailer made it look really good. And I, I didn't see it back then. And then Tarantino cited it in a big interview again. Really? Yeah. And he gave a big interview to Rolling Stone, and he was citing, like, oh, yeah, Gary Busey. You don't know if he's going to die or not in Silver Bullet. And it's like, it has this whole extra element of thrill. So I'm like, wow, this must be like. Anyway, that being said, so, a couple so of years. Did, did you see the movie? Well, a couple of years. I finally did. Four or five years ago. It uh, no about ten years ago. Make up your mind. Me and a girl I was dating. We were up late and we. Did she look like Megan it. Follows? Unfortunately, no. She. Are you did trying to make the moves like on her? You want to see? You want, you want? She looked like Gary Busey actually. Well, like I, I'm thinking now. A little gonna, bit of Corey Haim. Corey Haim in there. But she. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to like Megan Falls is gonna get a restraining order against us after this podcast. We should have her on. I, I think the she podcast. already has one. Are you okay? No, my headphones are popping off. <laughs> Just so you know, if you um, get no work, that's what Megan follows. By the way, your ears are I'm getting not hot. Joking about this, steam coming top, out of your ears. One of our top rentals here, like Die Hard, never. Die Hard's a really good renter. Are the no the uh, yes. Anna Green, Green Gables movies still rent so yeah. Well. That's a great. I, Middleton's a fanatic. I think Anne of Green Gables would be a lot better if, if there was a werewolf involved. I would watch that. I think it'd be better uh, if now, it was now, you in it. Now, as da- Darren, have you seen Silver Bullet? I have. I saw it when it like in, came out in video back in the day. I don't. I don't remember much about it. I don't remember liking it. But that's all I remember. About it's it. remarkably boring. Yeah, it um, is terrible. A couple of years ago, I got a chance. Me and this girl, I didn't get to finish early. So. We were up late. We were watching t- channel surfing. And I'm like, "Hey, this is that movie I wanted to see as a kid, Silver Bullet." And Tarantino cited it, and we uh, <laughs> we watched it, and it uh, yeah. And then I produced my own Silver Bullet, but the movie was uh, yeah. We watched it and we laughed at like like we enjoyed watching it, but it was generally terrible. Well, I, I like uh, Tarantino's criteria for a movie is you don't know whether this guy is going to die or not. And, and, that's, is, and that's why he liked it. I guess he was more or less just describing that element of the story. I don't know why he 
thought of that as an example. It, it's but a the weird movie, choice. It's a weird choice. It's not a very good film. No, like but generally he knows cinema and films yeah. and stuff. And I, you're not you're not going to agree with everybody all the time. But that's not a good film. But, and and no. as well, he didn't so much say it was a good film. He just why didn't fucking mention it? Then? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Eh? What what intrigued me though is 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 it had the same elements as as a lot of a lot of his you know what people consider to be better. Uh, Stephen King, something, something like Carrie or, or or the Dead Zone. It's that Americana takes place in Maine. It's got a supernatural like his, element. Like all of his movies and you, well, stories. Well, yeah, but just what makes? I mean, I guess it must be the director, but I, I mean, I don't yeah. know how a guy can can, can put, can put out. One. I think Stephen King's written like eighty novels or something like wow. that, and who knows? Like he's always got like seven movies in production. Right. By the way, um, Stephen King in Creepshow, that character he plays Jordy or whatever with the like he's, it turns into he's got that kind of dimwit look, like the beady eyes and the overall stuff. He totally reminds me of Russ Never Sleeps era Neil Young. Like they could be separated at birth. They both have that kind of wide open eyed dimwit look sleeps. going. <laughs> yeah, Moss Never Sleeps exactly. Yeah, that but, was the, uh, that was easily the worst part of that cre- of that creep show movie. I, Even though was, I still I love that movie though. But here's but it's, actually, it's, actually it's sort of aged. But I haven't watched it in forever. But I, I really I liked it, when it, came it recently. Out. No, I still. Oh yeah, it's a childhood favorite of mine. It's just I might not watch it again because I just want to leave it in in as being yeah. this. Completely wonderful movie I saw in my youth, but I didn't like it nearly as much. Yeah, well, actually, but I like the Stephen King. It's second. interesting that you bring up Creep Show because uh, Stephen King's got what, like, uh, see, there's two Creep Shows and Cat's Eye, right? And then I, I think didn't he have something to do with the Tales from the Dark Side movie? Well, no idea. I, I think, think he wrote. I think he wrote some of them. He may have because Tales from the Dark Side the movie was originally Creep Show three. It got retitled last minute for. For various legal reasons and stuff, but he does these anthology movies, and I, I think the cre- I think well, Creepshow is a, a lot of anthology, like well, little short stories, little short best, stories, yeah. you know. And and I yeah. actually kind of think that's the best way to to. It's kind of his best format because you know he pre- he presents the concept. He doesn't he doesn't does not overkill. It's maybe eleven to twenty pages yeah. if you're reading it, or about you know twenty minutes if you're watching it. Well, I think they're a little more than eleven pages. But but with the creep show ones, no, some of them are really really short. Mm-hmm. The Lawnmower Man, for instance, is only about four pages long. It's a little longer than that. And you no, know no, what? no, no, the book. The, the, just, no, I've read. It's more than four pages. Isn't it just like hey, you just nudged me to something that I, I forgot. Stop nudging. I've Alex. only seen it once, but I forgot how much I enjoy the Lawnmower Man movie, the first one. I apparently has nothing to do with the original source story, no. but it's still kind of lumped into Stephen King films. And you know what? I saw it when it first came out on VHS, and I just loved it. Well, I mean, okay, so maybe it wasn't four pages, but my, I guess my point is <laughs> like that it, my point is it's, it's a short, a little short thing it that is. they somehow turned into a ninety-minute movie that had absolutely nothing to do. No, it has with the original to, story. Like, I, I remember reading the original story because I, I was, as we all were, big Stephen King fans back in the day. I read everything I, that I he put. I still am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't read as much of his stuff anymore, but um, back in the, and I remember reading the Lawnmower Man and being really creeped out. There's a scene in it where the guy, the actual Lawnmower Man, is like he cuts the grass and he eats it, and he's like crawling. He's covered in that grass juice, is yeah. this, and he's eating the grass. And for whatever reason, that just creeped the fuck out of me. But in the movie, it's like some weird cyber. Like it's a whole cy- virtual reality. That's what I meant. Let's say cyborg. Well, yeah, word, and Jeff Fahey is totally channeling Yahoo serious in that movie. <laughs> to- yeah, and, and it's Pierce Brosnan. Like yeah. God, Ooh, Pierce. Pierce Brosnan just. 
I hate the television network for not letting me be James Bond <laughs> for Remington goddamn steel. I could be James Bond right now, but yeah. instead I'm in the in the he lawnmower man. Period, but he yeah. became James Bond. Didn't he? he did, of course. Eventually, you know, yeah. but, but I mean, I remember feeling, I. I remember I saw the lawnmower man at the Paradise Theater when I was working there. And I just, first thing I thought was I have to come back and watch this on acid. Oh. Because it was this like virtual reality is going to like elevate the human species. And, and of course. Why don't we do a riff track on acid? Yeah, okay. Whoa. Um, or just a riff track on the lawnmower man. In on vir- acid. In virtual reality. Like Whoa. one of those cafes. Okay, so lawnmower man. It, 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 I don't know how long it is, but I'm guessing it's around it's under like 20 the, pages. Yeah, it's a, well, it's, a, it's a short story. I don't, I don't remember, but I know it's more than four. Probably more than 20. It's probably about 50, 60 pages. And they, and they, and they made it. 50, 60 pages is not a short story. It's anyway, a short story. Whatever. So they made, yeah, it, you, 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 they made something... Small into a movie, and and then I just read today that there's another short story of his from different seasons called The Breathing Method, yeah. and I don't don't know if you guys have read it, but it's about a it's about a pregnant woman who's being rushed to the hospital and she gets decapitated, and then her body just gives birth to the baby. That's the entire story. Wow. No, 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 it's not. Wow, it's 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 just a disgusting idea, and they're talking about making like no, like a, like a, a two hour movie out of this thing. series. And then there's another short story called The Jaunt, which is about uh, uh, tele- uh, the guy who invents teleportation in the future. Mm. Whatever. The, these ideas, can't, they want to make a miniseries out of, uh, out of like a 40-page short well, story. Well, they have the idea, and they can ex- they extrapolate or expand upon that. And exactly. For, for, for better or for worse. Because like a, lo- a lot of his stories are better in concept than they are actual in, you know. And as and that, for and- this sort of stretching of the lawnmower man. I really enjoyed it, and it left me with the burning question. I think I'll leave everyone with the burning question. Oh, I love burning questions. Are you virtually real or really virtual? That's the really uh, I don't the interesting to question pondered by the lawnmower Is the man. color blue the same to you as uh. it is to me? So, so I, I thought we were talking about our but favorite But anyway, I forgot about Lawnmower <laughs> well, Man completely, but, and he mentioned it, and now I'm thinking of the movie. We, but, well, we, we were discussing anthology movies like Creepshow. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a great example of, I guess, the, the Stephen King's range of from terrible to great. Right. Because in both of those movies, I there's a couple that I just think well, are the, the worst and the, a couple the, that I think are really genuinely well, the, good. The, like the Creepshow 2, the only good one is The Raft. I prefer Creepshow 2. Love, I love Thanks for the Ride Lady. Thanks for the Ride Lady. The Raft, the right, raft is one. properly wait, horrifying. Wait, I, I won't swim in a lake to this day because of that. that it's it, still, it, it still creeps me out. It's terrifying. Yeah. I grew up. I've talked about this creepy lake many times, but I grew up next to a lake in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia that had a raft like that. Was it? And was, I was always there, thought about it when I swam out to that raft. I always thought about that creep show. Was there too, a big pile of goo that went around eating? There everybody? was not. No. And you know, I want my money back. It was Dartmouth. It, but, yeah, that's true. Who knows? Um, who knows this it was me. There. I was the goo. You were the goo. <laughs> no, but so, so I mean, you could talk about like with the first creep show. The only one that I like. Is the one about the? Where's my king? No, no, I don't like that I, one I at li- all. I like that one a lot. Uh, the, the Leslie the, the, Nielsen the, ones. That is the worst of Stephen King, where it's just like it's just it, it, that is the equivalent of Thanks for the Ride, Lady, where it's like some horrible ghoul just saying the same thing over and over again. I, that always freaked me out. I don't know why. I was young when I saw it, so I mean, like, it kind of freaked me out. I mean, I, I enjoyed. The horror aspect of "Thanks for the Ride, Lady," but it's just—it's just when uh, it's just thanks for the ride over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's—it's it's, 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 it's a bit specials? of a trick. Thanks, Dylan Reimer. <laughs> thanks for the ride, lady. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, but the, the other the, but, but, the other but, good yeah. one was the Edward G. Robinson one with the bugs. That was that I was like the one. one. I, it's not Edward G. Robinson. 
No, it's not. You're right. It's um, it's not. His name slips from my mind, but yeah. he has those mannerisms. But yeah. he's not. That, yeah. that was he my, looks like him. Yeah, that's he my, does. Oh. And Josie once said that to me years ago too. Oh yeah, it's Edward G. Robinson. Like the person really looks like him, but yeah. it's not. No, it's not. You're the right. The name slips right. my mind. No. That 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 bug one is the only one from the first creep show that I think is any good. Well, I like hell the fr- no, the Leslie Nielsen. I, I, I like that one. It's it's it's, it's pretty good. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, it's horrifying. But watching being, the being, woman he loves being being buried your neck in the sand while the tide comes in. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, that, that's like drowning. And they're drowning made to, he's made to watch the woman. And is it a videotape or yeah. closed circuit oh, elsewhere? Right. Yeah. Like it so, would drive you. So, yeah, so, but yeah, okay, but so, it also has the uh, the the one with Stephen King, which, which is, I love. Which, I think oh. it's awful. It's so it's it. so I dumb. It. Jordy, like, you love well, he's it. No, he's he's it. so terrible. He's a terrible actor. He should never be on screen. He's like Tarantino. Stay behind the camera and never be on screen because they're terrible. They're terrible. And on also, screen. nothing happens. He he, he touches a. And he turns into moss. He touches yeah, a meteorite. He turns into moss. Oh. He blows he's watching, yeah, I didn't like he's it at all. He's watching old school WWF wrestling, Bob Backlund. It's a really now, awesome Now, here's kid. a question. Uh, was Creepshow a, a thing before the movie? Or, no. Or was it, it, it was it, a tribute to the old DC. Yeah. Like, like I, I know the old horror comics, but was there ever one called Creepshow? Yeah. Wow. So, so, is, so the movie Creep Show is actually based on something called Creep Show. It wasn't but, just but, invented by Stephen but, King. But it's, but it's all, it's all, it's all new stories written by Stephen King yeah. for this movie. Okay, but yeah, but based, oh, yeah, but based no, on no, a comic. No. It's from an the, homage yeah. to the old. I don't think there was. No, this, I'm pretty sure there was not. I know yeah, there I were horror creepy. creepy comics, but I never knew whether yeah, no, Creep Show was a real thing or not. To that. Yeah. I don't now I, I actually, Watch, you know, and like actually, by the way, it's one of my all-time favorite covers: the skeleton in the box. It's great. It's a great. Oh, it's one of the best posters. I really like Tales from the Dark side but for some reason it never ever comes up in the conversation of good, of good horror i've never seen it um, and i remember seeing an episode word processor of the gods which was written by yeah no Stephen i read that King. one yeah the series was z grade budget z grade z or Z. Z. Z grade z z we're canadian z's uh well here's a, okay here's Z-Z. a question so now so i'm watching last night i'm watching um the green mile you know, and and there are Stephen King movies that, that are, are held in very high esteem. You know, uh, Shawshank Redemption is is beloved by 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 most by millions. I love it. I know you guys both. I not I, so I, much, I, but I I like it. I don't love it. I like. I like it. I, I, I don't watch love it. I watch it at least once a year. I saw it when it was brand new on VHS and and uh, recognized. Whoa, you know, this is a pretty yeah, it's, solid it's, it's drama. A, it's a good I, movie, but it's not an all time fave. And I, I can I don't see why it was. It was uh, up isn't, for like, isn't it? Isn't it like the, the, the highest ones. rated film on the? Uh, it's a number one uh, favorite movie, movie da- on database. like what, the, one of those I am, film no, IMDb. Um, IMDb. Yeah, it's like it's database. there's like the top hundred like favorite films, yeah. not necessarily best films, but favorite films. Yeah, mm. it's it's number one, and I, I can't say I disagree. I mean, I if it's on TV, I will watch it. I remember I watch it was on TV too. I remember I many TV. years ago. Seeing that, like Shawshank Redemption being listed as number one, I'm like, I wonder what the worst is. I looked it up, and I can't remember the exact worst. But Waking at Bernie's? No, but one of the worst <laughs> was, uh, I've always wanted to see Burn. it. Getting Away with Murder, Dan Aykroyd, Ugh. Jack Lemmon, and Lily Tomlin. It's a disastrous 90s comedy. Yeah, look. Aykroyd's an ethics professor. Let's, and he let's thinks, I, not, not straight too he far. He thinks his neighbor Jack Lemon is an escaped war criminal, like right. really super tasteless. Kind of Stephen King asked, which brings me to the next one, App Pupil. I have, what well, do you guys think of App Pupil? I have a question, though. What? I have a question. So I was going somewhere with that. So you got you got like Shawshank Redemption, you got Green Mile, Misery, Stand By Me, mm-hmm. a lot of highly regard the Dead Zone, Carrie. Yeah, The Shining. But I mean, I remember The Shining especially. 
Um, when I, I, as a kid, I just remembered Stephen King being kind of shit on all the time as being like a trash pulp author. At at what point did he cross over into like American? Like, like, I don't be, think, be loved I, American I still author. don't think he has. No, I don't think either. I, I don't. I mean, he's always been Stephen King. The crowd knows that. Like, the audiences love him. But, um, like, I think when he does eventually pass away, oh, please, make that be why a do you, long time, Why do you Stephen. want him to die? Make it happen right before this die, podcast. I'm saying, when it eventually Jeez. happens, I mean, we'll never know for sure, but I could see that being one where, like, like commentators will kind of be snotty about it, but really people will be really genuinely devastated. I will, of course. I've because, read the, I've I mean, read the stand three. So I've read the stand three yeah. times. Well, he's I've he, read he's it taken twice. for granted right now. Well, he's he's point. arguably the most probably the most read author probably in American history. I think J.K. Rowling is technically. Uh, I did. I said American. American. Oh author. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like there, there's, there's. You didn't say American author. You said American history. Okay. American but... uh, Amer- of American authors. He's probably the most widely read. Actually, I would go as far as say he's probably the most ri- widely read author. Probably in. Maybe uh, next to Shakespeare again. Uh, probably in history. Do you know who the richest is? I just I looked this up before the podcast. The Queen. No. Dan Brown. Oh, the fucking Da Vinci guy. He's worth 178 million. Well, what about uh, J.K. Rowling? He's be a worth terrible more author. Well, what about King? What's he worth? I he's worth more than that. Um, oh, King's bigger than that. Come on. I, yeah. But I, I would. Literally written like, Dan Brown's only written like three so, or four so, books. So, are you guys asking? So, do you not think that Stephen King still has not like, achieved a, a, a level, critical a, a level of critical respect? No, no I don't so think I, so. I kind of think he did. With, I think Shawshank Redemption was was the turning that, point. It was a short. It was a short story. Yeah, too. I, but yeah. here's the thing. But I never. Heard praise of it as a short story. It came out as an acclaimed motion picture. Yeah, yeah, but it's the, the, but, the, but the actual, was the actual the short story ever considered like, oh, this is his funny. No, short no, the, story the, the short story is fine, but the movie's better than the short story. Yeah. And that's how, is, and that is a lot of times that's the case. Yeah, and like, a lot of times like it's Stand not. by Me is a better movie than short story. Al- yeah. Although they're they're very very similar. Or maybe Stand by Me was the movie where people started to actually pay attention and go, oh, this guy doesn't just write about uh, decapitations. I, well, <laughs> I know? remember it I being it be listed right. almost as like. I read a lot of reviews of Stand By Me at the time. Like, I was a kid, but I was, like, starting to, like, yeah, read film reviews and stuff, stuff I was going to see. And I remember a lot of critics at the time, at least locally in, in, in Canada and Nova Scotia stuff, were, were always knowing, surprisingly, <laughs> from a Stephen so, King so, story. So, sorry, did you, say, like, did you say Canada and Nova Scotia? Oh, God. Well, that's how we think and, of it, too. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It stands alone like Castle Rock. By the way, uh, Stephen King and I have something in common. A diehard love of oh. Eddie Driscoll. Oh, it's Eddie Driscoll comes up in a, w- a lot of his short stories. He comes stories. up right. in a lot of his stories. Yeah. He was a legendary host of uh, WLBZ Bangor. Yeah, and we got that. We got our American channels through, like I guess the station in Bangor. So That's our the only channel you got, right? No, no, we got three. I'm talking back in the day when you would get like. You might remember you have like PBS, CBC, CTV, and ba- and ABC, and NBC. Like we didn't get CBS on the East Coast for right. the longest time. Stephen King. But, uh, have you but guys got it yet? That, there was, yes. Okay, good. We've got plenty of channels now. Wow. And, but no more Show Eddie off. Driscoll because he passed away. But well, I always heard that Stephen King was a fan of his. And in the early days of YouTube, I looked up Eddie Driscoll and I found when he retired from WLBC, Stephen King recorded a beautiful on-camera tribute to him. Like, oh. where else am I going to see Martians? host a show and it looks like they've thrown up on themselves like that's how bad the costume is right <laughs> yeah. like you twisted my child Eddie Driscoll was a wonderful television host of trashy movies they're not going to get it a was a station manager now, what, one of the elements that, that comes up in, in his writing and in his movies a lot 
Eddie Driscollisms. Well, Eddie Driscollisms. Like he's he's definitely mentioned in different seasons. He's definitely mentioned in it. I think he's even mentioned in the stand. He, he was he, hilarious. But, but there are song there are song lyrics from like Blue yeah. Oyster Cult, and there's there's, there's references to the hey. famous 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 American authors and that sort of thing. Sorry, what? In the late eighties, Blue Oyster Cult put out an album, and I think it's called Astronomos or something. And Stephen King narrates the opening. It totally sounds like Nigel Tufnell doing Stonehenge. That's awesome. But I remember hearing it on like a classic rock station back in the day, tuning in like I was a kid in high school. Oh, yeah, man. Blue Oyster Cult's got a new record, and it had this ridiculous Stephen King narration. It's like Stephen King, the the fantasy su- supernatural author, is, is kind of trying to apply... Uh, almost like Arthurian legend, legendary qualities to, to to American pop culture from from his childhood. Well, of course, which is really really common in in, in all of his in, in a good number of his stories. Of course, but I uh, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's all it's all good. <laughs> I lost my I lost my thought. I can't. Sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't I, well, I, I stopped listening to you guys like five minutes ago. So I, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, because so, so many of his movies, uh, I, they're just they're all so similar. And well, yet, there's, there's and, themes. And, and yet some of them some of them are revered and, and, and others are, are well let's talk about our favorites okay yeah I'll 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 give you th- my, my my three favorites probably gonna be sure. like like a Carrie uh, the dead zone and probably um I don't know like it's a toss I like I like the mist yeah I like Dolores Claiborne I like stand by me those aren't three misery I liked um yeah so they're my top seven Just, are, that's that um, I gotta ask. Okay, so here's, <laughs> I have an unpopular opinion about the mist, mm-hmm. in that I hate the ending. I don't like hate the ending. It. Well, hate it, it so much. Well, I don't. I don't hate it because it's so nihilistic and so terrible. Uh, it's ludicrous. It's Monty Python level hilarious. Yeah. I, um. But yeah, the the, the the problem I have with the mist because I love that story. That's one of the short stories that has stayed with me forever so that I, since I've read it because it's the whole idea. It's so fucking creepy. And there's and all of a sudden there's nothing you can do. There's like you can't go anywhere because there's monsters, horrible monsters, spiders that lay like their their eggs yeah. in your back and like, like and they have yeah. acid webs and shit like that. You know, it's like it's horrifying. But there's, there's elements in the movie that I don't like. I don't like the ending um, because I'd like the the open end in the story in the actual uh, short story exactly where they just drive off and there's like a giant huge monster they can't even see. They only see his legs walk over them and they just hope they're just hopefully going to somewhere else yeah but yeah in the uh, the, the the ending in the movie I, it's it's pretty ridiculous it's absurd and everyone always tells me it's the most amazing ending ever and i'm like it's like a joke he, he kills his kid and then ten, 10 minutes later well anybody who's listening to this has probably already seen it yeah 10 minutes later or even hell even yeah. let, so that's, that's, the army shows the up the army shows everything. up and I, all, all I hear is like more 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 like it's <laughs> yeah. just it, it's so he's, bad he's, he, he's standing outside the car waiting for whatever monster is going to like devour him in, in a horrible way but then the army comes by with flamethrowers and they're killing everything and a bus goes by and you see everybody who's in the supermarket on the bus <laughs> and they, like, right, they got rescued yeah and and he just like, murdered all those people in his car including his son it's like, it's like a sad sack cartoon it, yeah. it's just like oh but it, but the thing is, I do like that ending because it's so downbeat and so awful. That's why the one thing I do like about it. I there's a great Twilight Zone episode that's like that too. It's called I <coughs> Shot me. an Arrow in the Sky and it involves the I three mean, astronauts. Three astronauts yeah, yeah, who yeah. crash land on a planet I, and the guy the of the apes? kills the other two for the food. <clears throat> and he's like, hey, and he 
but thinks he gets away with it, and then he finds an army base. Like, <laughs> it drives yeah. him. Goes up for a do your research. I, I, um, there, I spoiled it. I would really like to do. Really we, on Earth. Um, just as a side note, we have a, we have a Twilight Zone um, DVD box set here. Blu-ray, Blu-ray. box set. Um, Alex, you mentioned something that we sort of skipped on to the next thing. Apt pupil. Right. Uh, apt pupil. I always I always wonder if that's a tasteless. Film or not? No, you know, I, I always wonder. I really enjoy it. I, I think it's. I think it's a much better movie than people give it credit for. It's a, I think it's a. It's, a, it's based on a short story too, right? It is. The yeah. short story the is even short more dimensional. Actually, choice. I thought the short story was way better. Like I, I was quite disappointed with that pupil. Like yeah. I loved Ian McKellen as the uh, the creepy neighbor Nazi. Brad Renfro's damn good. Too. Yeah, he's great. And, um, and David Schwimmer. Really, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. he's he, he's the Jewish teacher. Oh. But the thing, is, the thing I, I liked, I liked about the book because it ends in like I think uh, uh, Brad Renfro's character like taking like with a rifle shooting traffic or That's something right. like yeah, that, he goes yeah. to a like, like that, like that movie Targets. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the book I kind of thought, or the movie I thought kind of sort of petered out with that. Apparently, I, I, don't, I remember even what happened in like at the end of the movie. I, I was disappointed with it though. Apparently, in the eighties, they filmed or early nineties, they filmed half the movie at Pupa with Rick Schroeder. They Ricky. did. Ricky back then, Richard, Mister <laughs> Richard Schroeder, D- Dick, Dick Schroeder. Yeah, uh-huh. they uh, filmed half the movie with him, but there was some kind of like financial holdup. It was an independent production, and then he aged so much during the break <laughs> they decided not to. But uh, he would he eat some like some, they should have like, just some, did some like his potion or something. Like years, eight months later, they should have just done something like that and finished yeah. it with him. But Stephen King watched it and claims it's it's awesome. He thinks it's a great. I I always thought I didn't like it. I thought Richard Schroeder no, was it, a good kid actor. The version with Rick Schroeder that's unreleased. Oh really? And film the whole thing though. No, but he loved what was filmed. Right. I and that's another one that I think you could boil down to twenty minutes, and it would be probably just as effective, if not more. I don't want to watch a twenty minute movie. Well, no, but you, I mean, you do it like Creep Show with oh, right. like three or four twenty minute movies. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose you could do it. Yeah, that might work, but. I just didn't like where what they did with it. Like I don't like when you're making a Stephen King uh, adaptation. Why change it? Because you're making the adaptation. Why are you going to hold change the whole fucking story? Yeah, you know, and I won't. But I could get into the remake of the Stand. Any true Stephen King fan who saw that new the well, stand. the 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 original Stand was not good. The, the, original, the original Stand. This is the thing. We, we, I've read the book three times. Sometimes just at night, I'll just like when I'm falling asleep, I'll just listen to the the audio book of it. I just I just think it's a, I just think it's excellent. It's it's one it's one of his best novels. It's the only one that I've read more than once. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And uh, and that miniseries was just god awful. And um, which one? The old one or the, the new? The one? old one. Yeah. And. Patiently waited I was, 25 years. 30 I was so years. excited about when they're making a mini series, like in today's production values yep. and money, and they're going to do this. I watched the first episode and was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they, well, they skipped the plague. They just, yeah. it just starts when everyone's dead, which is it, like that decision alone makes it not worth watching. Well, the, 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 the thing that really put me off was like one of the best bits in the book is where they have to go through, I think it's the Holland Tunnel. Yeah. They go under, and it's just full of. It's just so creepy and scary. That the, whole, it is. It is. The, most people agree is the best part of the book. Yeah. What's it full of? Don't leave me hanging. Yeah, you'll. You should the read tunnel's it. so full of pillows. Uh, yes, and and kittens. Um, but in the in the in the movie, they just have like one guy going to sewer with a couple bodies for a, cu- it, for a couple of blocks, and then and then sh- like the, the whole thing makes no sense. And just, it's just it's just bullshit. I, here's what I don't understand. Wait, why, why producers, when they're adapting something, don't say, let's find out if 
the showrunner or the or whoever's going to be the, the the head creative visionary of this project yes. is even a fan or read the book. <laughs> it, it's like new Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It's just not Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It, like why? Why can't you just find somebody who's a fan? Yeah, yeah but they probably don't care enough. It's still they don't care, and, and, well, and that was at least the ones. Well, who do I, I, it another problem with the new series, series that the one episode I watched is like it's it's flashbacks. It's all flashbacks. The whole thing is flashbacks. Like tell, tell it in a in a chronological order, which was way more effective. Yeah, and, it, and it's just way better. Like the flashback thing just takes all the uh, it takes all the, uh, the the tension out of it. Side note: I did background work on that on the stand. I was extremely excited. I, I got to be one of the you know one of the survivors in uh, in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, I watched the did cast. They, did they fly to Boulder? That's right. Wow. And they gave us and then they they created a pandemic. Awesome. So as um, a background extra, did you stand in the stand? Actually, I didn't. I sat. But um, it's called the sat sit. in the stand. So, but I but it was a weird experience because literally the next day was when the whole world was like, oh my god, fucking pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. A week later, we were in lockdown. Wow. And so. Halfway through lockdown, I watched the stand and I saw myself yeah. sitting in a huge crowd of people. Did you pause it and then and, masturbate? No, I, I wept. <laughs> but I, uh, no, it was weird because I'm watching a movie about a pandemic, and uh-huh. in that scene, I am I realized it was the last time I'd actually been out in public. Right, but it was just a strange experience. I bet. But I still hated the goddamn uh, uh, miniseries. Yeah. Now, here's a question we haven't addressed. Okay. There are good Stephen King movies, and there mm-hmm. are bad Stephen King movies. Are, now, are we talking it's a bad adaptation of a, of a good story, or is it just a bad story? Like, well, so, like Sleepwalkers, for instance, is just a terribly written bad movie. Maximum Overdrive is probably one of the worst ones. That's, he, he directed, I guess he was like fueled by cocaine and, and sleep deprivation making that, and he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, Maximum he, because, Overdose. Yeah, he, he directed it, and it's, it's a terrible movie. It, it's it, got it, a but, cult, understandably, because it's so... Crazy, not by design, not like I'm going to mess with your minds. It's just such a wild movie because it's. A I, 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 I remember because I was excited. There's a lot of entertainment value to Maximum Overdrive, but not all of it the way King right. was intended. I agree. I, I, agree. I remember like when it came, I was like, "Isn't the I assume it's in the 80s? I can't remember. Oh yeah, uh, like 85. Uh, the trailer where he threatens the camera. Like the, the only, I'm going to scare the hell out of you. Yeah, yeah, but now what his, you just said is actually scarier than yeah. I know than, because with his voice, he's he's not. At I'm going to scare the hell out of you. I, if and I love he says they've made a bunch of my books into movies. And uh, one thing I've learned is if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. John Carpenter, uh, uh, David Cronenberg, yeah. St- fucking George Romero, Brian De Palma. I can out-direct Kubrick, Stanley yeah. Kubrick any day of the week. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. And he goes yeah. and he goes and makes probably the worst Stephen King The movie only thing was. I ever remember, like, well, I mean, I've seen that movie and I enjoyed it or whatever for its cheesiness, but... It had the huge ACDC who made Hugh. So that's the only thing I liked about it was ACDC. Hugh made Hugh, like Huey Lewis made Hugh. But I remember it had. um, (laughs) That's like the best non Who album title. You know, they always had those (laughs) puns. Or Huey Lewis. Who by numbers? Who are you? (laughs) Huey Lewis. Hugh, are you? But anyway, even 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 then, I like back when I pretty much liked anything that came out. I did not like this movie. Well, I we I enjoyed it, and I just remember the trailer after you would see him point and be like, "I'm gonna scare the hell of you." Would cut immediately to that weird 
Green Goblin Which truck. Which is so and, stupid. No, that's an awesome image. Oh, it's, it's not that, a great movie, that, no, but it's like, a great the, the, image. No truck drives around with a green fucking goblin thing. Sure it does. I, no, they like a don't. It's truck. It's so, it's so dumb looking. And then, and no, it's I, awesome. I, I remember, and you know I remember, what else? I remember reading the short story, and I liked the short story. It was did fun. Did it have a goblin no, face No, it did not have a goblin face And, and you know what is else, Darren? Electric carving knives don't just spring to life and cut your hand. Well, they do. The only thing I liked was when the pop machine starts. That's wonderful. starts nailing the guy like he kills the pop machine kills a guy and oh Stephen no King does it. yeah it hits him in the head with a can but doesn't yeah, but hits him in the nuts first. go to an ATM and it's just like fuck you asshole that's he the does right it's so, it's a Hitchcock it's so dumb the first, so no, dumb. No, no, the first like, line there's also a plane crash that looked I remember License to Ill had just come out and there's an image <laughs> of a crushed plane and we're like holy shit it's totally Beastie Boys my, if, if they my, had my favorite, for the right to party my favorite moment in, in Maximum Overdrive is when the dude is playing video games because video games were new and they're like we gotta oh, oh he's all coked up like gotta put one of these video games in my movie that, that's kids a, love, kids that's love the video games and the way the, the, the video game kills a guy they it, were just it, post it, new it, it, it makes this like like trance like pixelated pattern and like hypnotizes the guy <laughs> and then explodes in his face and it's just but there's a scene in that makes me laugh every time I didn't even notice until like the fourth time I saw it is Yeardley Smith from The Simpsons is in it as a, oh, really? as a newlywed with, yeah. her, with her newlywed uh, husband how and old is and, and, and they're, and they're driving this um they're driving this like Dodge Duster or whatever, and then the big green truck is coming out from trying to ram them off the road. It's like no one's driving the truck, <laughs> and but it never occurred to Stephen King. Wait a minute, are these two people not themselves inside a car? I know. That should probably try and kill them. Like, yeah, he's just like all of them. All the cars oh. are came because of a comet passed by the Earth or something stupid like oh, that. Oh, it was. It, it, oh, I love it. You know, I, the more what's we talk, the, the story we talk about, like? It's based on trucks. Is the name of the story? Yeah, yeah. Is the story good? The thing is, on on paper. You can imagine most of the stuff that I've read that uh, Stephen King's I've liked because on you're just imagining what's going on, but when you see it put to the screen, sometimes you're going to be disappointed, sometimes not. But more more or less of with his movies, I find that I'm disappointed. Like the the, the good the good the really good ones are small list, the bad ones bigger list, and then there's a med- mediocre mediocre ones which are a, a pretty fat list too. What do you uh, guys think of Cujo? Uh, before just quickly uh, before we move on from Maximum Overdrive, I just want to say. It is clearly a terrible movie. Mm. There's no question about it. However, compared to like Silver Bullet, which I watched this afternoon, it, at, least, at least it's entertaining. It's terrible, but it's, no, it's so much fun. Yeah. Like, it's not fun. It was well. I mean, it's fun. My friend and no, I no, no. I'm not talking about Silver Bullet. I'm talking about Maximum oh, Overdrive. Yeah, of course, Maximum Overdrive is terrible and fun. Yeah. It, even if it's it, it's, I, I don't even know if it falls into so bad. It's good. Part of me kind of thinks no, it's, it's good. Bad. It's one of the better bad Stephen King movies. Yeah, because there's a lot of really bad ones, and there's some really disappointing ones. Like when the, so some of my favorite books of his that I read growing up were Firestarter, love terrible and, movie, great and, book, and Christine. Like I, I, I like I like both those books. I did not like either movie, especially Firestarter is terrible. But Christine was a huge disappointment um, to me. They're rebooting, especially since John Carpenter was directing it, and uh, I just thought it was just it had nothing going on in it. That the the book was creepy and fun and weird, and the movie was was just pretty flat and boring. I was surprised how bad because uh, Christine is actually maybe the first horror movie that I ever saw. I think I was nine. You know, the only thing I remember is that he, I was actually more scared of the bullies than the car. Yeah. Because the bullies give the guy a hard time and they stab his lunch and all his yogurt drips out. And I remember going like, oh, like it's a waste of good yogurt or whatever. Like that's the only thing I, love I yogurt. remember. There's a bit, there's a bit in the, I don't, I can't remember if it's in the movie or not, but there's a bit in the, in the book. 
because he's supposed to be restoring this old like '57 Chevy, whatever the car is. I can't remember. It's, it's getting like it's getting in mint condition. Isn't really it fast. a Fury? It's actually I don't know what the fuck. Isn't it is. an it's an AMC Pacer? Yes, it's a Pacer. It's a Gremlin. It's it's, it's Wayne Wayne World's Wayne's World's car. <laughs> it's but, an Edsel. But in the book, you find out that he actually has never been working on it. It's just the car is rebuilding itself, which oh, that's, is that's really cool. Which is really cool and creepy and scary. But in the book, I don't. I, I, in, the or in the movie, I don't think that's actually even in the movie. I, the, the the movie just there's yeah. a shaking like fender at it the end. Does, yeah. It does. Fix and it does. I, I don't think Keith Gordon. Is, like I like I like him, but I don't think he's the proper actor for that role. Anyway, what, what else is he in? I, um, he's done a whole bunch. He's he turned into a director actually, but he's done a, like a number of things. You've seen him. He's been, he's in something. Something I've done the podcast. I think I can't remember. They do they do do that. There's a scene in the movie where the 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 bullies, the yogurt stabbing bullies, they uh, they, they they smash up Christine with like baseball bats and stuff, and then Christine like fixes herself. It's all it's all which is right. really good special effects actually. Like, okay, I kind of yeah. wonder how they did it. So I've only watched it once when it came out. I was so excited for this, and I was, maybe I was too excited. I don't know, and I haven't watched it since because I did not like it. So Cujo is oh, but, oh sorry, and a quick note about Firestarter. They they're rebooting it as a miniseries. Oh yeah, which it, which, which, which actually actually could work as a miniseries I'm, because I'm, I I like that concept of, uh, of of government agencies trying to take over you know those people that have like mind control stuff. I'm actually uh, was, I'm reading one of his new books right now called The Institute, and it's it's it is linked. It's like that agency that gives right. you LSD and 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 tries to give you. See, there's there, there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on in the book. But in the movie, it's no. it's like no, it's terrible. And George C. Scott as a Native American, really? Don't you remember? No, I do. In not. the book, he's like a Native American, and they got George C. Scott, and he's oh, like, he's, he's wearing he's wearing like deer skin jacket and all that, <laughs> and a ponytail. Oh, Cujo, though, uh, Alex, you mentioned Cujo. Yeah, I mentioned Cujo. Yeah, I watched it again. I saw it when I was really young and didn't really even necessarily remember if it was good or bad. But I watched it again. During the lockdown, and I really enjoyed it. It's well, it's, I, I, did you ever read the book? No, I've never read. The I, I, book. I like the book. The book, uh, the book's better. But I thought for what they did, basically, you're it's the whole movie is the woman and the kid trapped in a car with a, yes. like a rabid Saint Bernard that's trying to eat them. To make a movie out of that and to make it halfway decent is, uh, I thought they did a fairly good job. It's not yeah. one of the better ones, but oh, it's not no, one of the worst ones either. Gross. It's it's just yeah. like a gross out. It's like an exploitation flick. Yeah, yeah, but I totally enjoyed it. I've, I haven't watched it since it came out. I, like VHS was probably the last time I saw it, so that, it might be worth yeah. a watch again. That, that's one. That's one where I, I really love the book, and I and I did really enjoy the movie. It, yeah. it, it, it that's one of those super realistic Stephen King stories where yeah. it's, where it's just well, I, I think I think those ones maybe are are better, like Misery. No supernatural element there. And, and again, it's a two-hander. It's two people trapped in a in a cabin, basically. Yeah, well, Misery's brilliant. Misery's yeah. great. And won yeah. an Oscar for Kathy Bates. Yeah. And, and Stand By Me also directed. Both, both those directed by Rob Reiner yeah. Back, yeah. back when he did good movies. And But yeah, both of them were more based in reality than... You know, it's like Dreamcatchers or Silver Bullet or whatever. I saw Stand By Me. I'm the same age as those kids. So... Like I was twelve when I saw it, it. It's, and it, like, it, it was just perfect. Yeah. It, it just spoke. That, they that, that, used the word jism a couple of times, and it totally tainted my last name. People started calling me. Jism oh, that's too bad. Based on Stand by Me, because I'm the same age as those kids too. By the way, I absolutely love Stand by Me. The first time I ever saw I it, I still love it. I think up. I think it's one of the best one of the best adaptations. And that ending with with your when Richard Dreyfuss is sitting in his car. It, just, it makes me cry every that's, time. That's the yeah. beginning. But no, it, no, but it ends. It ends there too. No, he's no, he's writing at the end. And is that he writes. Yeah, it? No, it, but it is. Jesus, does anybody? Yeah, Jesus, does anybody? And then his and then his kids. 
Like he's all grown up, he has kids, right, and, yeah. and you see him like through the window. You see him go and join his kids and play right. tag and get in the car and drive away. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect uh, yeah. movie. And and the the big the vomiting car scene. Too, they drive when I was away when I was twelve, and I saw Christine. the I saw the vomiting. See, that's a thing that there was the definitive the, car in, movie. In, by in the way, Kansai. is the car. It's in, even better than Christine. It's the better. Car. It's not great, but it's better than like, better than Christine. In, in Cat's Eye, they did that, and that was where it was really annoying because in Cat's Eye, it's like Christine dr- almost hits the cat, right? And you see the license plate says Christine. Oh God! And like, it, it's like okay, we get it, Stephen King. Yeah. Like you're like Coca Cola now. Again, that that was a pretty mediocre adaptation. That's like those three short stories. The one on the ledge, I thought, was pretty good. Yeah, do it was we okay. have Cat's Eye? Here? We do. Oh, there was another one. Oh, I um, remember the cat uh, stealing uh, uh, Drew Barrymore's breath. breath yeah, yeah. It, well, no, it was no, the, no. It was a little. It, it was. It was, it, was the, it was the goblin, uh, and, yeah. and the cat was was but protecting. The, the cat was, was the hero. The cat was supposed to be like yeah. the cat's. Another one that is one of those. I got two cats. One of those really sleep with one eye open tonight. They, they would save your life, I bet. If or the goblin was sucking. Or they, or they would steal my my breath and my they, aura. No, but it's the goblin. It's not your cat. Okay, the goblin is the breath stealer. Fine. In the category of Stephen King movies, where it's it's not a supernatural thing, but it's a very realistic horror thing. Would be um, Shawshank. Gerald's Game. Oh, Shawshank, definitely. But if, have either of you seen I, Gerald's I've, I've Game? I've seen Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game I is thought, just. I thought it was pretty good. It's such a simple premise. Like she's handcuffed to the bed, and the guy she's boning just dies. dies. Yeah. <laughs> and the doors open, and all these like these, and she doesn't know if she's hallucinating the weird animals coming in and stuff. Yeah. I think that might be my favorite category of Stephen King horror because it's just it's the most believable. Like like Cujo, you could, you could imagine being stuck in a being yeah. stuck in this predicament. Well, because when you ima- like like it's even worse. Like if you're handcuffed to a bed and the person you're with dies, like what do you do? Yeah. When you put when they put the, the protagonist in a dilemma, it's like like what the fuck do you do? Like you cut your hand off? Do you like just die there? Like like it's just I, I like those. Yeah. Because it makes you think what you would do. Yeah. They, sometimes they try and do these movies, like something like Phone Booth, where it's like I liked Phone Booth. It actually. was okay. I, I liked it. Can you or, or that elevator one that that what's that elevator one? The lift? No, the elevator one with the fucking sh- Shabadabadoo. What's his name? Shyamalan. <laughs> um, what are you talking about. And they're all in an elevator, and oh, one of them's one of them's uh, d- devil. Oh, right. Well, like, that's not a Shyamalan movie. It, well, he produced it. Okay, but it's like, oh, they're all in an elevator. It's like, well, come on. Okay, lifeboat. You know lifeboat is one thing. Yeah, but you elevator. Know, but but an elevator is just not going to work. Okay. I really liked Cube. Cube is great, even though yeah. Cube but, was financed. He managed to finance it by making a short film where people are trapped on an elevator called Elevated. I saw it, and it's completely amazing. Oh, okay. So now, how about just flat out terrible? Flat out terrible. Like what, I I think the worst. Are you okay? Yeah, I feel some searing uh, abdominal pains, probably from those wings we ate. We had some pretty bad wings. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be having the wings at the, no. at, at the bar across the street. No. Wasn't that your soon. comedy record, Darren? Searing abdominal game. pains? Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much the ones that you picked uh, for best, I would agree. Stand By yeah. Me, uh, Shawshank, obviously. My triple faves are three real obvious ones, yeah. which are Dead The Zone. Shining, Dead Zone, and uh, Carrie. Carrie's one of my all-time favorite films. Period. Yeah, it destroys I, me. I, 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 I love Carrie as well. It's my favorite. Of, it's my favorite film. of all the Stephen King adaptations because I love I love De Palma. Yeah. And I love this the way it's put together. And and it, you think it's over and it's not. And you think it's over and it's not. And it's got Piper Laurie as the crazy mom. Yeah. John Travolta and Nancy. Everything. Everything. Sissy's that movie is great. Is completely and changed. I've got to be Sissy's the odd man out on great. this one. But you guys know how I feel about Brian yeah. De Palma. I can't stand him. 
I don't, uh, frankly, I don't think Carrie is all that interesting a story. The ending didn't scare me. Oh, um, that's horrible. When, when I the first time I saw that with the hand and the coming out of the oh god, I scared the fucking. That's shit an of me. homage of uh, to. That's an homage by De Palma to Deliverance, actually. So was I it? guess I just spoiled two movies. Um, <laughs> one of the best ones. This I would think. not be a Stephen King movie podcast if we didn't address the elephant in the room. Alex, you just mentioned it. Uh, the, it the, the Shining and Stephen King's. Why uh, you call me an elephant? No, I said that. I didn't call you in it. Well, put well, your, you, well, you put, him in the room and then you jumped to Alex. Well, put and your you pa- looked at you. put your pants you back on and, uh, yeah. and I don't want to see that snowed anymore. Uh, your your peanuts in your trunk. <laughs> and it recoils when you see mice. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> your, your new nickname is Dumbo <clears throat> because you got a big old dong. <laughs> let's just, let's just move on. Moving on. No, but no, but I didn't I used say to be that. Tormented with Dumbo jokes as a kid because I had giant ears. So oh, I don't even go there. Oh, I thought it was because you have a giant well, penis you, that you, looks you, like you, an elephant you, trunk. You don't have giant ears anymore. I don't have giant. ears. Well, what happened? Ears. Anyway, I did not, Alex. I did not. I said the elephant in the room, yeah, which you, you just said. At me and you pointed at me, which is, and you held up a sign that our viewers can't see that with says, a giant arrow. Elephant in the room with an arrow pointing at me. I'm with elephant in the room. <laughs> It's true. All of that is true. Humiliating. This would not be. <laughs> a marching band went by outside the <laughs> yeah. store. So many. Yeah. So, so There's ma- an airplane going by so with a many banner words pulling behind it. Put into my mouth. The Shining, which is, I think, most infamously Stephen King himself, does not like the Stanley Kubrick version of The Shining. I completely appreciate why that is. Mm-hmm. And I prefer the book. I think the, I, prefer, I, th- I prefer the book as well. The movie is my problem with the with the, my problem with the Stephen King. Uh, uh, sorry, the Stanley Kubrick movie is there's really no character with like none of these characters. They're just props to to, to Stanley Kubrick. What's ho- it's an absolutely terrifying, horrifying movie. No question about that. Mm. But it's entire. It's all about the atmosphere and the editing, which and is the music, which is okay though. If you if you have those three working for you in a movie, I think you're you're pretty much got a good I, movie. But, 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 I what, feel what, it's what, a total immersion. That movie. But why not go overboard if you have those elements and and throw in some good characters? Well, there are no good characters in this movie. Well, there's only sure there's, there's only four characters. There's only four I, characters. I, I, hardly. Well, I, I've have I've have a love hate relationship with The Shining. I've never liked the movie until the last time I watched it was last. Year. I just thought it was kind of it was kind of dull. It's not scary at all. I like the visuals. I think it's pretty scary. I like the music. I like the just the setting. But it's the book is way better. Like it's way scarier. I've um, never read the book. The pro the problem I had with the movie. One of the problems I had with the movie is Jack Nicholson. Like I love Jack, um, but in the movie he's crazy right from the beginning like yeah. in the book he goes crazy once he gets to the overlook 100% agree yeah I mean but, that, that is my there, problem there, with there's him. that there, that scene in the beginning where he's being interviewed for the job and he's already fucking nuts yeah yeah <laughs> and like so there's there's no tension there's no build up of him going crazy at the over- and the other the other I don't the other thing is it's just the, the maze ch- there's a bunch of stuff I don't like but it's a beautiful film it's not scary but it's it's wonderful I think I, I will I, give it yeah. thumbs up and, and I'll tell you what a Jack Nicholson fan would say to you you don't know Jack yeah yeah that's what they would say You've been but I see love I here's the thing I originally saw The Shining back in like the VHS era or whatever saw it a couple times yeah I know I'm really supposed to love this movie but I like I like it more now obviously seeing it in like the DVD or even big the screen. Blue, the Blu-ray is great. In the mid nineties when I was living in when I was living in Montreal, all right, a bunch of us, me, me and a, one of our professors, because I went to film school there at Concordia, 
We uh, and it, it was all worth it because now I'm on a podcast with you guys. You know, all those years of college uh, paid yeah. off. I could do a podcast. Damn it! You know, you guys said I couldn't join you unless I had a college degree. And it's true. By golly, I had one. But, we we fully vetted you. But I love The Shining more with age, and I actually kind of had a head over heels moment with those cheesiest. Uh, I watched it a few times. So like, you yeah. fell down. But in the mid '90s, some people might remember this around 1997. Warner Brothers did a retrospective. It was after like the Star Wars re-releases and all that stuff. And they reissued brand new prints of movies like Dirty Harry, Enter the Dragon, and they kind of toured as a mini festival. Like you could see them over. And The Shining was one of them? The Shining was one of them, and it was really hard to see theatrically back then because it was pre-digital projection. Everyone was doing like the whole... That is a total like mainstream choice. It was all still... and, And... and for the better, as far as I'm concerned, 35 millimeter. But anyway, it's this beautiful 35 millimeter print of The Shining, and it actually jolted me in ways that the film hadn't done before. I thought it was just a cool movie to watch before, and it didn't really scare me. But I got jolted from it, and I appreciated Jack. Well, was, especially that that opening scene with the yeah. ca- with the camera, the helicopter yeah. shot with that music. That yeah. By the way, it's so, it's so great. Outtakes from that opening were used in the. Uh, First theatrical cut of Blade Runner. Yeah, when they drive away together at the end, like ah. yeah, the, when so they're going Harrison to, Ford. Spoiler alert! So they're, the original they're, theatrical. They're, they're driving to the over with narration. Yeah, that would be a cool like yeah. mega movie. Yeah, he turns into Jack or something. Right? I, I would. Um, he's, he Sean Young. Harrison Ford's in that picture at the end. That yeah, he, he's always been here. There's a Harrison Ford's Blade or Runner. Or Sean guy. Young. Yeah, <laughs> Sean Young's like the 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 flapper. Girl yeah, that would have been awesome. That's the thing, and that really jarred me, and I've seen The Shining a few times since, and I've since bought it on Blu-ray. I just think it's a completely brilliant film, and it's an immersive film. That's I prefer, I, I would... I feel I, like I'm roaming the hallways at that. They used to show it for midnight screen, like midnight screenings on uh, Granville Street, I guess probably the mid to late 90s. Took, uh, took acid and went and saw it with my friends once. Yeah, on the big screen... Well, like any Kubrick movie, really, it's well, yeah, any wants, movie, you want, yeah, any know, movie, yeah. period. But especially well, Kubrick, movie, but because that, well, Kubrick is so visual. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the the composition of all of his shots are amazing, so you want to see that in the biggest format possible. I um, I love, and uh, we've shown it. Speaking of late night, we show it. We've been showing it for years on our schedule at the Rio. And sometimes it's a late night movie and it always draws huge crowds. I didn't see it there. I've, you, I've, did, I've never seen the big screen. I've only seen it in home video. And oh, by so, oh, the way, see, oh, see, next time they show it the Rio, definitely yeah. go see, I'll go with you. Although, I, I love that movie. It's, it's a date. on the big screen. When I saw it in Montreal, this is a weird thing, maybe it's just the audience, but when I saw it in Montreal, like 1998, a 35 millimeter print on St. Catherine Street, I can't remember the name of the theater. But Doesn't it's matter. A big one. It's a bit of a Montreal landmark theater, but... Yeah, the I remember the audience, they weren't laughing at it. Like, you could tell everyone was into the movie. But there were scenes with Jack Nicholson where the audience was laughing their well, asses Well, he's, he's, like, a, little, he's like, a little overacting. He's, he's very, over- and there's that part, like, when he's going, do you know, have any idea how hard it is? Like, him or the exact only, but he smacks his own head a right. couple times. He's at the typewriter. The crowd was losing its shit. But they still liked the movie. But it was almost like the crowd was totally interpreting those as intentionally comedic. Right. Well, it was it, a really it, weird is experience it like, it's like when it. people go to, like, watch Nicolas Cage movies now is that the same kind of they were yeah yeah, you're right they were kind of cheering it on like yeah Yeah. i had a but but, but it respectfully at the same time it's almost like the film was engaging you that way i had a similar experience at the rio for a midnight screening of uh bram stoker's dracula where i like that movie oh no no i so do i it's my favorite francis ford coppola movie but there were points where just well keanu so would no, no it wasn't that it was it was the i i had never 
appreciated the camp factor of of Bram Stoker's Dracula until I saw it with a, a crowd full of people, and they were laughing at points. And it's like, oh, it's not what actually inappropriate to laugh at Anthony Hopkins' accent in this in this scene because I think it's deliberate. Mm. But anyway, um, let's get back to so, this. So, um, speaking of The Shining, have either of you seen Doctor Sleep? No. I, have, I, ha- I have seen Doctor Sleep, and I put it on one of my on the list of one of the better adaptations of. I I I, I, I never read Doctor Sleep, so I don't know, can't compare it to the book. But I thought it was like uh, Mike Flanagan, who's a pretty good uh, horror director, uh, did Doctor Sleep. It's, it's it's not perfect, but it's it's good and it's 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 actually really good. I, I really like. Yeah, it. I, I, I'd go one better. I think it was great. I know Wendy's played by an actress who lived in Vancouver for a while, Alex Esso, and I'll never forget her name because. My father's name was Alex, and he worked at Esso. Wow, oh, Alex go, Esso, who plays Wendy, is in that really great movie, Starry Eyes, we have here. Oh, Starry Eyes is great. I Starry love Eyes movie. is a wonderful, the underrated, really horrible dark movie. Look. I, I feel like Mike, Mike Flanagan, uh, you know, what the, else did he direct? Uh, he did, he did, he did the, the Haunting of Hill House That's uh, why series. I, you know what, which I cannot recommend strongly enough. It's I, really good. Uh, um, the, the Haunting of Blythe Manor, not so not, no, as, the, not as good, yeah, but, I but still pretty good. Yeah. But the um, Honey Hill House is great. He's done a couple other uh, little horror numbers too, um, which are uh, Before I Wake is one, and a couple other things that are escaping my brain right now. But he's good. He, he's, um, he's a guy to watch if you look if you're looking for a horror movie and Mike Flanagan's name is attached to it. It's going to be in, in Doctor Sleep. Mike Flanagan, the director, walking a fine line there mm-hmm. because it's it's literally on one side is Stanley Kubrick and on the other side it's Stephen King. Yeah, and he's on this tightrope, and I thought he pulled it off. Uh, expertly, uh, I, th- I think the only thing I didn't like about it was sort of the reenactments of The Shining, which are in that movie. But, that's, that's but, a- what, but what I did appreciate was he didn't. They didn't do some stupid fucking blue dot on the face re- like CGI recreation yeah, like, of, of like, Jack Nicholson, like like, like Grand Marv talking or whatever. Like Grand Marv Tarkin, yeah. or know, like Hayden Mar- Christensen over the actor. Yeah. In the end of Return of he, the Jedi, just the poor fa- guy he who just played found, Darth the first time has been bleeded out. Really? He just found yeah. an actor who kind of looked like Jack Nicholson and kind of sounded like Jack Nicholson. Was it, was and it who uh, Christian was it, Slater? It's no, like if you're looking for a guy who kind of looks like Bob Saget, kind of sounds like Bob Saget, you turn to Darren. That's what they do. Do with I sound like Bob Saget? Uh, no, 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 you're Bruce Dern. I, I, I'll yeah. think there's a couple. You're like a yeah, young but, Bruce Dern. Oh, I like by Bruce the Dern. way, The Shining, first of all, just as a fact, Sorry, just as, as a, a fact. fact. First comment, no, comment, The Shining, the title. Apparently Stephen King got it from the John Lennon instant karma we all shine on. So. Oh, the, oh, there yeah. you That's go. where it comes from because it's about cosmic connection. But now the question I have after Dr. Sleep is, have any of you seen oh, you know what? the Stephen King produced remake of The Shining starring the guy from Wings and Rebecca DeMornay? Unfortunately. Uh, I, I did not watch that. I, I, have I didn't seen it. see it. Was it any good? I will say this: it's it, it it's it's closer to the book. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's good. Well, I remember no, a reviewer no, no, no. It, in Montreal at the time said the guy from Wings couldn't touch Jack Nicholson. See, I can't remember his name. He also starred in that movie, <laughs> Jeffrey. Yeah, I can't. But the guy from Wings not didn't touch Jack Nicholson. But I want to see. Felt, I want to see him touch. Jack but Nicholson. the critic, but the critic thought. That Rebecca De Mornay was an improvement over Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall annoys the living hell out of me every time I watch The Shining. Almost um, everything she's in, she annoys me. I but, like uh, Shelley Duvall. No. Uh, I yeah. really like to do like a Phantom Editor of The Shining, but have 
bleep in Robin Williams's Popeye like coming after her the, the, over uh, <laughs> and instead of Danny it's like what's his name Sweet Pea or whatever the little brat is nah, I don't want to see that yeah no. you want to see that nope yeah it, and Bluto is blowing that Blue, do, do, yeah, dog that man too, yeah let's move on from The Shining we've talked a lot about The Shining I just want to I just, I, no, there's just one more thing about, oh. about the John Lennon Stephen King connection Stephen uh, King shot John he, he got the idea for Maximum Overdrive listening right. to Watching the Wheels really which would have been funnier if I'd said it immediately after you yeah yeah, I, the hang I time on that didn't. You're didn't, a half hour too late, dude. I watched well, it's only because you guys never shut up. I watched well, the sixty it's minutes a podcast profile. Where we talk. I watched the sixty minutes profile of Stephen King way Show back off. when. His wife expressed her biggest fear about is that he might 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 happen to him. What's that? Well, please be, don't be a if, bad pun. If what happened to him in the shower? If what happened to John Lennon happened to him? Oh, right. apparently he's got so many crazed fans. But I guess it's oh. not really a topic. I thought he was going for a we spacey even joke. Get oh, into I thought so too. <laughs> on the podcast, but uh, celebrity targets—that's a whole other podcast. But um, what I really like about uh, just jumping back to Carrie for a second. My favorite. Sorry, jump back. I didn't I'm get to say this before. Jumping back to Carrie without trying to without trying no, to give any spoilers in case you so. haven't seen it. But Carrie, uh, what I really love about that movie. And the original story is it totally predicts the modern the day school oh. shootings, like these massacres in the states. It's a horrifying like thing that's kind of come to pass in a lot of these real like. Yeah. Of course, Carrie is totally like the misfit with some kind of religious twist in their background. It's always who lashes twist, out yeah. against like the people they perceive picking. I, I would yeah. I would leave the religion out of that uh, analogy. I don't think it's necessary. I think just somebody... <laughs> you said that so like offended, like no, almost no. like Newt Gingrich. Offense. No, I, sound, I sounded like Ben. You leave religion out of this, pal. I, no, but the, he's she's raised by a religious I, fanatic. And a hold on, hold on. Go. Let on. me finish my sentence. Never. Um, I'm not defending religion. Yes, I, you are. I, I'm not. That, who's that fucking twerp, Ben? What's his name? Ben Shapiro. But yeah, I'm not. Guy, I'm, like he's gar- garbage. <laughs> man. He's the least funny. sexual human being on the planet. Oh man. Anyway, no. What I was going to say is you leave his sexuality out of this. I was going to say. With regards to school shootings, like Dylan Klebold, Columbine, there was no religion there. But no. I know that not all. So religion is actually, not, actually, actually. Well, I think most of them, there's, they're not. There's no religion yeah. required, which is why I, I think it actually works as an analogy without the religion, because it's just going to school, getting bullied, having this this, this, this power and lashing out. That's a really interesting connection. I never, well, I, don't I, like I never actually well, made here's that. Here's the thing: in that same 60 Minutes profile, it's the only time I've heard about the story. Stephen King talked about he regretted writing a story called Rage about someone who commits an act of violence at their school, even though it sounds like he just... Well, Carrie was his first published novel, but it seems to be this theme he's got where it's like the, the misfit lashing out. Maybe he was like bullied in school. pupil yeah. and stuff like that. At least the original story of that pupil, like going on that rampage. That kid but who barfs on everyone he talked stand about by me. regretting writing a short story called Rage, and apparently he published it under another name. But it inspired Ra- Ra- a real Ra- life. Incident. Oh, uh, Richard Bachman. What's his? I've never read his. Uh, what is it? The High Tower. What the? The Tower. If we, if we start with the Dark Tower, no, because we, we, we have the movie of it. Didn't we get a um, movie of that? Yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be shitty. Uh, to, yeah, because no one ever rented it. I almost kind of forget we yeah. got it. Oh, like, I rented it. Like, um, <laughs> but I don't remember ever. I just really my, my, Okay, so it's not the worst Stephen King movie ever made, but it is absolutely and without question the worst adaptation of anything I've ever seen. It missed the point. It Disney fied what is arguably Stephen King's magnum opus. 
I mean, I've only read three of the books. I've never read. Any I of couldn't them. continue because it was. <laughs> just, know, I've only read three of the books. I've only, yeah, there's That's like, a lot, but there's like eight of them, and Ugh. and I'm just like I can't keep reading this goddamn Dark Tower shit. I don't know where Stephen King how he how he keeps writing this stuff. Cocaine. Um, and so anyway, so they boiled eight books down to a 90 minute uh, Harry Potter movie essentially. Um, See, I haven't the, read it. I thought only, you were going to say something, Stephen King. It's like they boiled down eight babies, yeah. ate this potion, that took them away to the <laughs> I dark have, that would have done, I will, I That would have been that. less offensive. Would have been like Warlock. Then there are other movies that, that that you tend to forget are Stephen King, like The Running Man, for instance, which is okay. Like the, uh, the, the 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 book, the short story again is way better than the. It's uh, directed the, by the brunette half of the original Starsky and Hutch. His name slips my mind. Oh, Paul Triple Michael Glazer, Philip Michael Thomas, Paul Michael Glazer. Interesting note about that. A very exciting news for Edgar Wright fans. He is he is rebooting the Running Man. I would like to say because the, I don't I don't know if you've ever read the short oh. story. I have, yeah. but it, it ends with the, the Running Man dude driving a plane into a building. Wow! Yeah, well, which is amazing. That is awesome. But what was his name again? Who directed it? P- Pickle Philip Seymour no, Hoffman. Pickle Pickle. No, the Pervert. triple name guy who Paul Michael Glazer. Well, this is what's so fascinating. <laughs> that leads us to his partner is David Soul, who starred in Salem's Lot. That's the right. 70s which is again, Toby Hooper. which is one of the best adaptations. I liked it. I, I love. I love. I love Salem's Lot I, when I saw it. it yeah, it could. Yeah, but, I again, liked again, it. but the, but it's not as good as the book. But again, it has James Mason. And yeah, Starsky and Hutch. As David and, Soul, uh, and, don't uh, give up on us, baby. Yeah. Um, the, Who is the partner of? Paul Michael Glazer. Yeah. And uh, has a great vampire in it. Uh, Mr. Uh, you know what? Barlow. It's good I've, fun. I've, yeah. I've never seen the original Salem's Lot. It's great. But every podcast I've listened to or interview or whatever where they talk about it, they always talk about this one scene where like a kid's in his bedroom at night and Danny like, Glick comes to the window and, and scratches. Apparently, on the glass. it's yeah. like the most horrifying. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see this. Yeah, it's good. Well, of course um, you will. You, well, I, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Being such a Stephen King I, fan, you know, I've I tried to get them all in there. Mm-hmm. Sh- shall we move on to because uh, we're getting to be about well, I'm the, gonna, the eighty uh, so minute mark. I'm gonna toss in a few other ones that were not very good. Uh, both Pet Cemetery adaptations. I love the first Pet Cemetery. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's not. It's not very good. I don't it's think good it's good trash. I don't I think it's a blast it. at all. I, I, um, I thought it was garbage. Good trash. And we okay, showed can, it. At can the I just Rio ask this? Crowd went nuts. You've, you live next to some weird highway where trucks are barreling by like they're on the fucking Coquihalla, and you don't think fence. No. Or or. You don't think, let's not move here because I've got a small toddler. Or just let your kid run around on the yard. And by the way, that kid would not be intact enough to take him to the pet cemetery. No, he, he, he would be, he'd be, he'd be fucking roadkill. He'd be exploded. Yeah. The remake, in that sense, I actually thought the remake was significantly better than, than, than the first still one. still not the very good. But the ending is so terrible. Yeah. Well, um, again, the, the book, creepy as fuck, and it works as a book. But as a, the movie, I thought both adaptations were pretty pretty bad. Can, can I add a bad one? Yep. The, I doubt either of you have seen Sleepwalkers. I have seen Sleepwalkers. I haven't seen it's it. It's terrible. No. But again, it's kind of fun because it's so absurd. Yeah, I, like I don't remember much cat, about these it. These weird cat people from ancient Egypt. It's, it's got one of the women from Twin Peaks in it, right? Like uh, Matched an Amok or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I What's don't know. the one? Mike, who used to work here, always talked about the one with ass aliens. What is oh, that, Dreamcatcher? Oh, uh, Dreamcatcher. I am also uh, in Dreamcatcher is terrible. I'm also in that one. Ass aliens. I did. Uh, I You're did, inside the ass alien. Um, I was the, the ass aliens alien. in oh, your wow. ass. No, I did. I I did a couple days uh, stand-in work because I vaguely resemble the actor Damian Lewis. Well, that's how you get the gig yeah, I here because I think Darren. Darren, I remember Darren when he first started. Was, he's like, yeah, this Lewis kid, the actor. Yeah, the guy like, from yeah. the guy from Band of Brothers. Yeah, he wants yeah. to work here, but I thought he was English. But yeah, so they they dressed me up like Damian Lewis, and they stood me on the set, and then the real Damian Lewis came in, and anyway. But, tec- but technically, I was involved with with Dreamcatcher. Right. It Dreamcatcher isn't 
that bad though. No, but it's not good. But it's not that bad. It's it's a middling one. I it's think. not unwatchable. It just doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. No. And then once again, the book is infinitely better. Uh, again, another one uh, thinner. I don't know if you've seen thinner. Oh God, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. The, 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 the short story is great. I really like the book. Yeah. Um, I read an interesting book of Stephen King's, but it's not really adaptable into a movie. I mean, maybe a documentary, but Dance Macabre. It was that. based on, you read it? Yeah. It's based on like a series of lectures he gave, and he writes just about horror and yeah. what he likes about it. He cites that great Night Gallery episode where the earwig eats through Lawrence uh, Harvey's head. Oh. I want to read that book on writing because everyone just, just even if you're not a writer, apparently it's a super interesting book where he just talks about like his process and right. everything. Um, uh, actually, uh, one we haven't mentioned, uh, the, there's been two adaptations. Is it? I okay. loved part one Inter- of the TV movie when I was a kid. I think it was shown in two parts. I remember being pumped up until the part where the actor with the mustache is shown with his wrist slashed in the bathtub and he's written it in the blood. I'm like, that was so awesome. I was in high school, but then the second part, I hated it. And, and I thought part, the, and the part, giant spider was so funny. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't can like I just, the original That, that might be, like, why would you go and get a, a name actor like Martin Mull? Was it? It was it's Martin, not Martin It's Mull. Martin Mull. It's Isn't not it? Martin Mull. Definitely not Martin Mull. I'm almost certain it's I Martin would, Mull. No, I would have loved it if it was Martin It's Martin Mull. Mull. It's not Martin Mull. His name slips my mind, but it's definitely... The name is Martin Mull. No, it's not he, he Martin has, Mull. He has, Martin it's Mull. Him. The more you say it, it sounds like a sound. It's definitely not him. He's a character actor from that Words era. become sounds. Martin Mull. Okay. He had more of a Martin perm. Greg, are you looking it up? Uh, so it, the, the original, the guy who plays Stan, the, the grown-up Stan, Stanley Upkiss. Yes. I think it's Martin Mull. It's not Martin Mull. Maybe it's Martin Mull. Stanley Upkiss. Martin Mull. It's definitely not. It's like Robert Forster <laughs> or something. That, that, or that would be that. even more of a waste. No, it's not Robert Forster. Jesus. It's oh, it's, Robert, like, it's like Marlon Brando. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Humphrey Bogart. I'm almost certain that it's Martin Mull. Might be Martin Mull. It's not. Okay. <laughs> oh, and you know what? By the way, Greg is scrolling like Twitter. My, my, even, my like, first, I'm my first. I'm gonna run over and grab the box. That 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 original Stephen King it miniseries. That was my first audition. Was oh. a, I auditioned for the I'm part of for, for, for it? Check the box. Is that the 1990? Yes. Let's uh, let, let's take Alice, let's take let's take a. He's Alice is obsessing. He's. It won't be on the box. He's wandering into traffic. It won't now. be on the box. No. Yeah, Tim Curry was. No, Stan, uh, was the Pennywise. character is called Stanley Upkiss, the adult Stanley Upkiss. Tim Reed, the guy from uh, WKRP, was in there. Seth Green, that's the role that I auditioned for. Richard Thomas. It's not going to be on the box. He's only in one scene. John Ritter. John Ritter. That's right, John Ritter was in that. Martin Mull. Okay, can you sit down so we can finish the podcast? But Please? anyway, anyways, the original It series was not very good. Uh, <sighs> the exception being uh, Tim Curry as Pennywise. He's in one he scene. He was pretty good. But He's the, not in uh, one scene. He's but the, one. Uh, the, the remake that came out a couple of years ago, the, f- oh. the first part I thought was fantastic. So, so, okay, so. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't let you finish your sentence. Yeah, the first part of the uh, of the it the two part it movies that came out in the last few years, the first part I thought was fantastic. The second part, not so much. I thought it just kind of went off the rails and was too long and and not scary. The first part with the kids, I, I, that's that's a common uh, critique and and one that I kind of agreed with. And then um, a couple of weeks ago, I went back and I rewatched it part two. And I've only seen it once. I've seen the part one three times. And- I, I I loved the remake, the part one. And you know what? Uh, the second, going back and rewatching the se- the second part, w- it was much better than was I remember. It? What's oh, the French it. title that you get a kick? Oh yes, ça. In <laughs> French, it's a literal translation of the word it. Ça with an accent uh, circumflex under it. Right. Which ça is just well, ça is actually a horror movie, but well, it's, it's not a the whole same bunch ça. Of them. Um, I was I, my whole life. I thought that was 
fucking Martin Mull. And I'm like, <laughs> why did they get Martin Mull? And it only does is cut his, he just cuts his wrist in the fucking bathtub. Well, that's um, a, that your whole life is a, has been a lie. The number of people who and come in. You probably into the thought shop, it was Larry instead of, uh, you know, Jack Tripper. I didn't know it was actually John Ritter who played Jack Tripper. Oh, oh, I see. That was a Three's mm. Company. It that's that's a stretch. Yeah. Although the the the, the um it's the company. TV movie it is because because uh, Harry Anderson's in it. It's like everybody's right. Eddie, everybody's from a fucking sitcom. Yeah, it's all the sitcom actors from the eighties. Um, it. and it's not very good. I always he, found him so unfunny, and I didn't like. Oh, he's horrible. Harry Anderson, oh, yeah. the worst. Yeah. His magic tricks. Yeah, the thing is, I I have yet to see. It's like the stand. I have yet to see a version that I think really captures the book. The second, the newer one is gets closer, but yeah. I mean, it's just they're just never going to do it because because no. because it, it's a fucking doorstop of a, of, a, of a novel. The the opening scene in the first part of the new it, with the kid reaching into the sewer mm-hmm. and getting his arm ripped off, Her- amazing, horrific, yeah. yeah. Like I, I'm like I'm on board for this 100 percent when they've done that. I just like that's perfect. Like just yes, there's no there's no whole underage part. mutilation is just you know yeah well, wins you over every time. It does. It does. If a horror movie's going to go that little extra step, I'm on board, and I was happy with that. I you know but the thing is there's a scene. The thing about the set the second one, I don't I don't know why it was I blocked out so much of it, but there were all these scenes that I'd actually forgotten about that uh, that glue part two together. There is another scene under the bleachers with a little girl that that is just as good. Oh, I don't remember that at but, all. But it comes in about twenty minutes into the second movie. All right, I'm gonna watch it, it again. It's actually a lot creepier because because like you see his whole body and he's like drooling while he's staring at her and uh, stuff. Actually, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, Bill Sarsgaard as uh, Pennywise in the new it was uh, as much as I like Tim Curry's it way better, way way way, way better. Sc- well, he he can actually move his eyeballs. To like look in different directions, he can actually do that, which makes it it's so great, so great on camera. Yeah, and he doesn't, and he doesn't talk like Edward G. Robinson. It's it's like <laughs> hey, a, boy, a, lot of, a lot of Edward G. Robinson references the, or, here tonight. Or, 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 or fine, we Jimmy, love that. We love the G man. Jimmy Cagney be like, hey, hey, uh, what's his name, Jordy? Hey, like, Jordy. Uh, Gordy. Hey. Hiya, Gordy. Hiya, Gordy. It's like, why are you talking like you're from the forties? Yeah, like, it's I, true. I love Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, they filmed it in my neighborhood in New Westminster, so it's like, hey, this, this, yeah, like Tim, Cur- Tim Curry was like four blocks away from my from where I grew up. But the number of customers that come in is adults, and they're like, oh, this is the most terrifying thing. I'm like, watch it again. It really yeah, isn't. No, it was so really funny. You think, One time, if you, if you have that weird phobia of balloons that some kids have, then maybe you'll find it. <laughs> but it, it is the fucking corniest shittiest tim curry does a good performance mm-hmm. but even then but he's not scary really the I, definitive I scary, scary clown is john wayne gacy like seriously well he's you look a, but, up but, photos of him as pogo but, the clown but he's he's real he is real so that's but why the, he's uh, and he's a real serial hence killer the, the definitive the, yeah uh, yeah exactly but <laughs> actual the, that, that, child murderer that could in a be it. clown costume but the um <laughs> the thing about it i remember one night a mother and a daughter were in here looking around his customers and the daughter looked about 16 and the mom was she looked, she looked like in her 30s follows? and the mom was like come on let's rent it let's <laughs> rent it and it was literally rent it the movie it and the daughter kept saying there's no way i'm watching that there is no like strict putting her foot down what was it was she it was it was it, the, it like, was it the old one yeah it was the old right. one like the it's daughter so- seemed petrified by the thought of even glancing at this movie and the mom enthusiastically wanted to it's rent really it so i could cool. see if you were like if you saw it on tv okay when i was 10 that that nuclear 
uh, Threads? Threads was on TV. The day after? Or, or maybe it was the day after. Either the day one. after. The, the, it was either Threads Thread, or the day after. Threads is better. Threads is way better. The day after is good, but Threads is way better. Well, I can't remember which one it was. It's but, so grim. Well, I, I actually rewatched both of them not too long ago. And yeah, Threads is, is way better. But the day after is basically the same thing. My point is this. That's what I saw on TV when I was 10. Mm. That fucking traumatized me for life. And, mm. and, and still messes with my head late at night sometimes. A, a clown with some red balloons hanging out in New Westminster. Talking, <laughs> talking like Jimmy Talk, Cagney. Talking shit. Like it's it's like, like a gangster, a 20s gangster. And even then, when, when they come back as adults, and there's a scene where they're in the library, and, and all of a sudden he's like... Hey, uh, who? And they're adults, like, and, and, and there's like this fat Hello, clown guy all like, hey, uh, woo, uh, yeah. a wooga, wooga. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they call him on his shit? It's like, oh, you're hey, just, clown. Like, you're hey, just a loser clown. fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, the remake, a vast improvement. But, it, it, but uh, once again, anybody better. who's read the book, there are so many great scenes, and there's a whole history to the town of Derry. Yeah, the, and, the, the and book is way better. The, the, book. Books are, the book is almost always going to be better. Yeah. Like there, there, I think there's few adaptations um, that are... Like uh, Fight, Car- Club, Fight Club is better than the book. No, I mean it's for Stephen. Oh King. no, I mean in general. Uh, I, I think Carrie's a better movie. I think Dead Zone is a better movie. Um, Stand by Me is better, but apart De- from that, I don't Dead know. Zone, Cronenberg's Dead Zone is an all time favorite. It's so it's so good film for me. I yeah, love it's it's a, such an underrated machine. it's an underrated Cronenberg film, and it's also a below the radar Stephen King film. Yeah, I'm constantly like tipping off customers about it who are like. Hey you, that, hey you, hey you, come hey on you. over here. Yeah, yeah. I'll open my overcoat and dangle yeah. a few copies of Dead Zone. The 90s was full of well, that's bad 80s. Stephen King. The Stand is probably the best of the of the miniseries. Yeah. It, I thought, was terrible. You, the, 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 the Tommyknockers was just... Tommyknockers, there's not, not miniseries, but uh, like adaptations of short stories. What did I say? Did you say Stand By Me? No, I said The Stand. Oh, you, you, I thought you said The Stand By Me. The Stand, that would be great. <laughs> you guys want to see 8 million dead bodies? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, that's the best joke of the podcast. How was Graveyard Shift? <laughs> oh, Graveyard Shift is... is I, I don't even remember. Graveyard it. Shift is, is something that you would watch at the drive-in. Is well, there a actually, skeleton, actually, skeleton did, did, did crew we mention movie? The Mangler? We talked about The Mangler at well, all? Well, that's Greg's pick. Greg's always going on with The Mangler. <laughs> Because I, I, I've I, never I, seen I, it. I, I love, I love the, ever made. I, I love the short story because it's so absurd. About you need some virgin blood to be spilled on this washing machine, and it, it comes off its boring and starts killing people, which is amazing. But, in does, the short but, does, story. It, but does it get stains out? Yeah, <laughs> the blood stains it creates. Yeah, but uh, it's worth it if it's the right. But the, 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 it, it does not does not make it does not Ring translate into a movie. Does not translate. Yeah, into Greg's movie. always nagging me to watch the, the Mangler. But, but, but it's great because there's, like, there's three or four of them. I'm familiar with the That's story insane. and all that. Like, and then there's a there's there's also mediocre uh, King. Like sometimes they come back or or or, or uh, uh, needful things. Or or the, no, I, li- I like needful things. Needful it's, things, um, yeah. Needful things was filmed here. Too, it, uh, in as in, a cult. in uh, Gibson's, Gibson's. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's okay until the last uh, quarter of it, and then just yeah. it gets dumb. Well, it's actually needful things is the only Stephen King adaptation I've ever seen where the ending of the movie is just as bad as the ending of the book yeah. because they didn't even try the. The it just book, explodes. Needful or things. The novel I I really recommend because it's 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 like you know it's it's like eight or nine hundred pages, but but you just breeze right it's, through it. It's that long. Oh, all of his books are like that. Yeah. And in the end, literally, the devil just drives away. Right. And that's the end of it. But who well, cares? It's, it's, who, why is the ending so goddamn important? It, it, How about the dark half? The dark half starts off so promising. The shot book. of that it's eye in the brain. That is such a great image when they're doing the surgery on the Timothy. Yeah, Hutton character's brain and right. an eyeball opens. It's the the book again, way better. Oh, the movies, 
kind of bad. It starts off awesome, and I like Timothy Hutton. He's doing like this duo performance, but it's this over the top, almost Elvis character. There's also Children of the Corn. Okay, I barely remember. I saw Children of the Corn on VHS. It's it's not very good. I barely like Linda Hamilton. It has it has a good it has a cult following as well, but it's not very good. I saw a trailer for Children of the Corn on one of those super super. Super Duper Channels? Yeah, Super Duper Channel Free Weekend, and, and there's a trailer, and like so, for some reason, the kids all go into this diner and just kill all the grown-ups, and, <laughs> yeah. and one of the, and they somehow managed to... They put a guy's hand a, in a milkshake maker or something? Yeah, like. and they put his face down on, on, on the meat slicer. Of course. It, but it's a bunch of like 11-year-olds. I know. Huh? There's no way these kids could overpower. God, I really want to like, rewatch this now, Children well, of the Corn. I'm just thinking if a whole bunch of kids came in the store and tried to kill us, we'd take those little fuckers out like no what? problem. Did you ever see Who Can Kill a Child? That movie's horrible. I love that movie. Brilliant. Um, it's so good. Uh, what like else? I knew the premise, but I just yeah, can't it's remember. It's good. Linda Hamilton. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's okay. But I want to see no. the head in the meat slicer. Uh, my yeah, who doesn't? It's, I don't know. It's... Yeah. Seems to me the only ones worth watching are the really bad ones or the really good ones. I remember yeah, going to see Dolores Claiborne in the theater in Nova Scotia because it was it's, filmed it's, there. It's a quite, it's quite it a good okay. film. I think, I think okay. it's one of the better adaptations. Oh, it's, a, it's in my top really three. I, I, um, I recommend it to people all the time. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, like, it's beautifully filmed. Yeah. I think it's Taylor Hackford. Yeah, Misery it's, it's is one and, of and my... The, and the story, just before we move on, the story of Dolores Claiborne, it, it's just got everything. It's it's a murder mystery. It's, it's a got thriller. The, it's about it's domestic got abuse. Incest, it's, got, yeah. it's got Davis Trithern as an alcohol. Is this Trithern or Strathern? I don't say his name. Yeah, he, that, um, that guy's always Jen, in there. Jennifer, He's always good. It's He's got great. Jennifer Jason Lee, Christopher Plummer, Kathy Bates. Yeah. This is a good movie that nobody went to see. Yeah, people should watch it. It's really good. Because I think they kind of rushed it after the success of Misery and Kathy Bates winning the Oscar. Well, it came, it was also after Shawshank, Um, which wasn't a huge hit, but kind of almost immediately had so much acclaim. Acclaim? I always hoped that Dolores Claiborne would would get some kind of like... Cult status? Recognition? Yeah, cult status, because I I, I genuinely think it's one of the best Stephen King films. I have to agree, yeah. And in fact, the DVD that we have, it's it's, it's a twofer with fucking Dream Catcher. Which is like, not very good. Dreamcatcher is it's okay, but it's 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 no Dolores. Claiborne. No, it's not. Um, aliens. One quick one I'd like to recommend because we are running out of time. Yeah. Few people have seen as well. It's it's a, a two part miniseries called Storm of the Century. With hmm. that, I'm aware of it, but haven't seen it. That, that, that Quebec actor whose name escapes me. He's from Purdue. No. Uh, Michelle Pagliaro. No. <laughs> Oh no no no! Gila Fleur. No, he. Uh, you guys aren't helping. No, we're not. Hey, Greg, could you do me a favor? Could you look up Storm of the Century and tell me who plays the villain in it? Rene Simard. Storm of the Century is. It takes place on a little island, and oh. and, and again, it's one of these simple stories where it's like you have the townsfolk, and then basically a demon or a devil type figure appears to them and starts fucking with them, As he and does. then presents them with a, with a simple choice, gives them twenty four hours to answer. Um, well, to say what is yes, your favorite color? Well, to say, to say yes or no, and and then and then it, it, similar to the mist, it's it's about them sort of tearing themselves apart from from the inside, as as opposed to, you know, you know the demon actually exhibiting any kind of uh, what, what's his name? Colmfiore. Colmfiore. Yeah. Is he French? Um, he's the Bond cop. He's from um, Colmfiore. Is, is I like that guy. Yeah, he's he was in. Yeah, he's the Bond cop. I think he said Bond cop. I also I, I also really love the uh, Bond cop bad that. cop I movies. Seen any of those. Anyway, yeah. So Storm of the Century is terrific. No one's ever heard of it, but it's definitely one of the better Stephen Kings. I'll, I'm I'm going to also throw out uh, as one of the better Stephen King ones that's uh, that just came out recently, like two years ago, is The Outsider. Great little miniseries with uh, Jason Bateman and um, other people that are are in it. 
It's uh, I, it's funny because I, I read the book about a year before I saw the miniseries and the miniseries, oh, a new, the new Stephen King miniseries. Never heard of this one. Yep. And I started watching. I was like, wait a minute. This seems familiar. Read the book the year before and totally forgot all about it. That's because you're a pothead. Yeah, maybe. But it's a, it's a, it's a good, solid, well done, creepy miniseries. I, I, uh, watched the recommend fir- I watched the first episode and then I just had too much on my plate and I could never yeah. finish it. But yes, it's good. It is Also, good. another great one. Sorry, Alex. We're just stomping all over this. Uh, 11, oh, the, 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 oh, I've been curious about that yeah. one. Is it good? Cause it's, it's great. Uh, it, it's good. My only problem is it's got James Franco in it. I yeah. don't like him. The, the JFK assassination kind yeah. of. I don't it, mind it, James it, Franco, but it turns out he's like a horrible woman abuser. So. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Now I'd like him even less. Um, how, how about, how about uh, what was that one with John Cusack trapped in the hotel room? Oh, 1408? 1408, I think. Yeah, it, it has, it's, it's has, not bad. Was that filmed here? Was it Motel 2400? No, it was filmed in the store here. That's right. Oh. At four, it was 1470. 1470, yeah. And the thing is, you know, I swear to God, some of our customers could be ghosts. You know, the, the, the wall shufflers who take out every single movie and read the back and every, you know, uh-huh. and then they don't rent anything. When I'm in the back room filing stuff, I'm always hearing noises out here and I'll yeah. come out to see, assume there's somebody there. There's never anybody there. Every time. I think this place could be haunted. It's I wouldn't be building. surprised. Like movie lovers have, uh, that have passed on and just couldn't leave the place. Sleepwalkers is really one that we should do as a, as a riff track because at one point a, a police officer gets stabbed in the back with an ear of corn. <laughs> and <laughs> is that even possible? It's like, like how how's an ear of corn one going to cut through someone's clothing? Yeah. and skin and like, like and he's probably wearing like gonna, a Kevlar vest. Yeah, it's, the, it's just going to sh- it's just going to mush. It's going to mush unless it's one of those famous like you know iron corns. Remember, you remember iron corn? No, no. But but I, I or maybe those little corn holders with the with the little spikes. It says, on them. "Oh, and the person who does the stabbing is like a six foot two cat person, in a, like in a rubber cat person costume." Well, we're getting really uh. Anyway, like, but 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 for some reason, for some reason, uh, it's it's got like like John Landis is in it and fucking Mark Hamill and like really yeah the cameos in Sleepwalkers suggest to me that the the makers knew it was it was complete it was just drive in popcorn fun. Yeah. But it's just such a terrible movie. Did we mention? Have we mentioned Green Mile? Did we talk about Green Mile uh, at the top of the. I talked about how much I like it. I didn't like it very much. I like the creepy bad guy. The little. It's got creepy, the. It's uh, got the magical Negro thing, which is like. Yeah. Which is a trope. You say Negro? Bagger Vance. Well, that's no, but that's that's actually the term. Right. For like, I didn't come up with the term. It's no, just, you didn't take that up right now. That's it's not an, your karaoke. It's name? an unfavorable. <laughs> That's not your chat room name. Oh, it's my it's my blackface karaoke name. Um, but uh, now, yeah. secret window is one that Greg just just pointed out to us. Which, oh, Johnny um, Depp. I quite enjoy it. It's John Turturro and, and Johnny Depp. The problem is, I've seen it. He's a writer on an now, island, right? Yeah, and there's a twist at the end, right? And spoiler alert, but the twist is the exact same twist as Fight Club, right? Right, but he, then, he's, but then he's Edward Norton. The movie wasn't doing so well. And so at the end, so in one of the ads, like a desperate ad, it was like, if you like twists and you like Fight Club, you will love Secret <laughs> Window. And it's like, oh, I wonder if he's John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro. Which would be horrifying right. to wake up and, and find yourself uh, John Turturro. Actually, it would be, be worse to wake up and be Johnny Depp, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I liked uh, Hearts in Atlantis. Didn't is, see that one. Is, I, 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 think I it, know nothing about that. It's uh, Anthony Hopkins as this old guy uh, being p- pursued by some. Um, is there like it's a lot of fan- underwater action? No, it's it's like he he has like kind of like magical powers. And he's, he's not, he's not and, like Aquaman. And, and he's on the lamb. Yeah, wow, God, King has cranked the shit. He sure out, has, hasn't he? 
Well, there's also that that Castle Rock series that came out. I couldn't uh, get through it. I, I watched the first season. I thought it was like middling at best, and I uh, I don't remember anything. The, the Mist miniseries watch. is also just impossible I, to watch. I, I watched the first episode and turned it off. That's like, I can't watch. So this. boring. Yeah, um, so boring. Speaking of boring, I think we should wrap up this podcast. Nice one, Alex. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for saying we have a boring podcast. No, but no, but if, look, look who's on board with the beats of how the podcast. You, yeah. you know what? You can edit this one too. Yeah, you can finally like do something. You can here. edit it on your uh, tape deck. Um, Great track. How about this? We'll go round robins. One best, one worst. Starting with Darren. Uh, my favorite, and it's I, I've already mentioned. It, it's Carrie. That's my favorite uh, Stephen King adaptation. I love De Palma. I love what love what he did with this. Um, I, I think it's better than the book. I thought the book was okay. It was his first uh, published novel. Loved Carrie, and I will always love it. I, I didn't even watch the remake. I didn't even want to bother with that. So it's two for one Monday here at Black Dog Video. Somebody brings Carrie up to the counter. You say you you, you like this good Stephen King? I'll give you a bad I'll, Stephen King. I'll give you a bad Stephen King. I'll give you a maximum overdrive. Hell yeah. yeah. Who made who, baby? Yeah. Great. Best and worst, Alex? Well, Carrie's my all-time favorite, followed by The Shining, but I would... Uh, but the one I plug is Dead Zone. Dead Zone. It's so less seen than those two. And it's, it's, it has what, my favorite thing about Dead Zone is is the uh, the Martin Shane performance in that. He's amazing in it. Yeah, it's, it's and my, the it, film I saw it again uh, just before Trump got elected. Yeah, the, and uh, Who? the movie was really chilling and predicting how a guy like that gets in the power and what the type of implications are. There's actually a long scene where. The Anthony Zerbe character explains the appeal of Martin Sheen's politician to Christopher Walken's character, yeah, yeah. and it totally is like an analysis of the appeal of Donald Trump. It also has that why great, a guy like that would win. Also has that great scene of the kids playing uh, hockey on yeah. the on the lake and the kids going through the ice. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it has the most disturbing suicide scene I think I've ever seen in any movie. You know oh I, yeah, that's horrifying. Nicholas yeah. Campbell, yeah, yeah. basically putting scissors with the, in his with the, with the oh, scissors. Right. It's horrifying. Right. His mom's played by. Um, I like Nicholas Campbell. What's He's her good. name? She's a total uh, Canadian uh, legend. Uh, Colleen Dewhurst, oh, who was nice. briefly married to George C. Scott and Tom oh, Skerritt. Right. You know what? Everyone's in that. Skerritt. That's a great film. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it really is. is. It is a really great. Maude that's Adams. A, that's, is a, that's, a, that's a good pick. Maude that's a good pick. They're not Maude Adams. What's her name? She's also in Brooke Adams. She's in like Days of Heaven. Brooke Adams. Yeah, and, Brooke and, Adams. And, and, and uh, Invasion of the Body Stacks. Yeah. Invasion of the Body Stacks. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it being two for one Monday, somebody brings that really good Stephen King movie, The Dead Zone, up. You recommend a bad Stephen King well, movie. Well, I wouldn't recommend a bad Stephen King. A I fun would, bad Stephen no, King No, I movie. wouldn't even recommend a Stephen King. It's got Anthony Zerby in it. He's also in Kiss Meets the Phantom. So no, would, no, no, we're recommending so this Stephen is a King. Stephen King's I would team it up with Kiss Meets the Phantom. Sorry, guys. This is yes, a St- Stephen King special. We weren't even supposed to do pairings in the beginning. You're going to get Dead Zone of, and Kiss of, Meets the yeah. Phantom. It was a bit of inspired fun. Kiss Meets the Phantom is is everything Stephen King ever okay, inspired fine. to Okay, fine. You're allowed that, but can you at least tell me what you He's think? He's not allowed Can that. you at least tell me what you think the worst Stephen King movie is that you've seen? By the way, I also love The Dead Zone <laughs> because Christopher Walken plays, of course, a psychic in it. He makes numerous references to Sleepy Hollow, and he ended up playing the Headless Horseman That's in Sleepy true. Hollow. Also not a Stephen King movie. No. Maybe not the worst, <laughs> but I, I would say one of the absolute worst I've seen. I mean, it's funny to laugh at and stuff, but just the poor effects. I mean, definitely Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. The effects are so piss poor, and it's too bad because all yeah. the elements are there for a really, really kick-ass. really shitty werewolf in that movie. For a really kick-ass Oh, ass the werewolf, werewolf is like, there. I've seen scarier werewolves in it's like so in like a like, haunted house. You see the, the hairy hand, and there's all these like hairy palm kind of jokes. <laughs> like, you how, see how, the palm. How come, how come in most werewolf movies, the werewolf 
Werewolf always looks terrible. Except for like, American Werewolf. Except for that and maybe the Howling, the howling and, and maybe, no, no, maybe Dog Soldiers. But Silver Bullet came out around the same time as the Howling and an American Werewolf in London. Well, it, we, it, we've had we've had 40 years of since then or whatever, and there's still no good werewolf like, movies. Well, you know what? I was actually, I disagree. There's actually one I was going to ask you about, if we have, because I wouldn't mind doing it for the, for a Halloween podcast, which is The Company of Wolves. Do we we have, do have that, yeah. Neil, yeah. Neil Jordan. Or maybe. as they refer to werewolves in uh, my one of my all-time favorite episodes, Johnny Quest, set in a Quebecois <laughs> logging camp, they refer to <laughs> Loop Garou. Oh, no, I was in French Immersion. I know all about the Loop Garou. But Loop think, even, even Company of Wolves is from the 80s. Yes. Yeah, so okay. my, my, my point is, yeah, but that I find that movie not scary at all. No, a real well, okay. art house. But I, 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 no, no. I, even if it's an artist, whatever. I just think it would make a good subject oh, for a yeah, podcast. Red Riding Hood image. No, 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 no. Please. Let's not talk yeah. about the Company of Wolves. I'm sorry, I mentioned boring. it. Let's okay. not talk about Anyways, the fucking Company of Wolves. I want Dylan. <laughs> I so okay, so if we're, we're doing a little two for ones. Alex didn't do what he's supposed to do. What are you, what are you if someone's uh, renting a Stephen King they come up with your favorite stinky stink, stink, stinky <laughs> stinky finger stinky King what is it um, I'm I'm gonna go with the, the less obvious I'm not gonna say Shawshank I'm not gonna say Carrie I'm not gonna say uh, Dead Zone I, I am gonna go you, with, you said all three of those I, I am no the one I would recommend is is Dolores Claiborne because I think it's criminally underseen it's mm. it's so fucking good it is good it's a good drama it's a good thriller it's, it's got a it's, it's, a, it's a good horror it has a semi supernatural element with the um, the eclipse and stuff with the eclipse and all the boats yep. the cinematography is great yep. it is a much much better movie than it's given credit for and I, I want as many people to see it as possible. And for pairing, for pairings, give me a shitty Stephen King movie. Oh, th- says the customer. Without question, it's going to be uh, Sleepwalkers, which yeah. is about weird cat people from ancient Egypt living in some small town <laughs> yeah. in rural America, and Mark Hamill's in it for some reason, and fucking John Landis and and Twin and, Peaks, and a dude gets stabbed in the back with an ear of corn. <laughs> and that's that. I, mean, I only picked it because you picked Maximum Overdrive. It, that would have been my pick, right? But if if we don't have maximum overdrive on this particular Monday, get uh, get uh, sleepwalkers, because it's just crack it's a few brewskis, smoke a few blunts, and uh, Gee, and, wow. and laugh yourself silly watching uh, rubber cat people. We actually have a Stephen King section in our horror section, so uh, you do. can't go wrong. Just get in there with all your 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 hands and if, your claws and your claws yeah. and, and, you and your, 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 your hairy your werewolf yeah, masturbation your, hands, your buckets Flippers. of blood. This has been the Black Dog Video After Dark podcast. Uh, we cannot do this without the help of our uh, technician and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Greg Stephenson. Thanks, Greg. So, give us, yes, give him a Greg, shout out. Say you. hello. Hello. Um, His nickname's the man. We record this at one four seven zero Commercial Drive in beautiful East Vancouver, here in beautiful Canada. In beautiful Black Dog Video, an actual video store. Uh, check out our website www.blackdogvideo.ca. We have many exciting events and things coming up. In, oh yeah. Well, hopefully with the mask mandate, we'll see. But we we're hoping to. Yeah. So just check in, um, subscribe to the mailing list, and all of that. I have been one of your hosts, Dylan Reimer. To my right has been. I'm Alex Chesum. And I'm Darren Gay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, stay safe, wear a mask, get vaccinated, and uh, everybody out there, be good to everybody out there. Good night. Good night. The Black Dog After Dark podcast is recorded at Black Dog Video on Commercial Drive in Vancouver, Canada. It's presented by Alex Chisholm, Darren Gay, and Dylan Reimer. It is produced by Dylan Reimer and Darren Gay. Alex just kind of stands there and drinks beer. The intro and outro music was recorded by Tiger Burning Bright, composed by Jeff, who works at Jefferson's Barbershop, also on Commercial Drive.
But I didn't cheer. I stood right up and started shouting, this isn't what happened last week. Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. This isn't fair. He didn't 